Cottonfield was a peaceful town. And then one Halloween night many years ago, all of that was lost. Michael Myers was pure evil. He took our dreams and turned them into nightmares. As he was locked away in his prison, I disappeared into mine. And then as I predicted, 40 years later he escaped and Haddonfield was once again forced to confront this man in a mask. His senseless brutality ravaged my community and killed my daughter. And then he vanished. Impossible? Perhaps. Truth would evolve into legend as people searched for motive and meaning, looking in the shadows for their boogeyman. podcast exploring faith and fear, what scares us and what saves us. This is The Fear of God. Hello, and welcome back to your favorite podcast at the intersection of faith and fear, where every week we discuss what scares us in order to find what saves us. This is the fear of God. Speaking to you right now is one of your hosts, Nathan Rouse, and typically with me is fellow co-host Reed Lackey. I haven't heard from him in a while, guys. I don't know what. I heard he might be living in a sewer or something. Hopefully he'll emerge. However, in the meantime, allow me to welcome you listeners to the end. The end of a new Halloween trilogy and the end of this current series, Halloween at Halloween. In this series, we've been charting the career of one of our favorite horror franchise players, discovered by Mr. John Carpenter. This stoic fella has been stabbing us since 1978, changing the shape of horror cinema and immortalizing one particular paranoid airplane passenger along the way. In Halloween at Halloween, we've been exploring his whole catalog, the life, the near deaths, the murders, and the memories we made along the way with the one and only Michael Myers. Last week, Reed and I got a little grimy with the Rob Zombie films Halloween and Halloween 2, and this week we'll be nodding to an entire trilogy, spending some dedicated airtime on Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. If you'd like to hear our broader thoughts on Halloween 2018, one, we love that movie, and two, go listen to our previous episode, which you can find on the archives page at the Fear of God website. 
But when you're tackling a whole trilogy of films in one conversation, it sometimes helps to have a few friends along for good measure. So in a surprise foreshadowing our upcoming Quarterly King, we are hanging out today with friends of the show, live and in the flesh for this recording. That is right, friends and foggers, Ian Olson, Andy Whitfield, and Blake Collier, survivors of that franchise long rampage of Haddonfield. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Hey, guys. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah. Welcome. This is exciting. Hey. Unexpected, but here you are. You just showed up one day. Yeah. Thank you. I love it. Uh, guys. Why don't y'all go give David Gordon Green some belated script notes on Halloween Kills while I remind listeners that here at The Fear of God, we explore. We don't explain. Except for right now when I explain that you can find every fog and fear of God thing imaginable at thefearofgodpodcast.com. Things like how to support us on Patreon, essays, team bios, episode archives, merchandise. <laughs> Reed, you're here. Hey, everybody. It's so good to see you all. Very old. Okay. Right yes, you yeah. have. I'm not going to do this whole episode, but it'll last a minute. Thank y'all, the maker. Buckle, y'all buckle up. Okay, well, we're we're here for it. You know, <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm very very pleased that we are all here doing this. That's this exciting. is yeah. this is delightful. Um, Nathan, it's if, like you get, the band back, if you don't mind, a bit of a, 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 a small bit of business. Um, so, a couple of things. First of all, um, we're almost at Halloween, like for real, for real. And um, the uh, so so a couple of things that listeners may want to take note of is um, if you had intention to join us for our annual Fogoween, uh, that virtual party that we will be having uh, the eve of Halloween itself, uh, then you have a limited amount of time to do so. All you have to do to receive the information about it is to join us on Patreon at the $10 or above level, and you will be uh, invited and a participant in Halloween's, uh, or in Fogoween uh, 2022. Now, um, so the other bit of business is that if you intend to read the book Cujo uh, before our next Quarterly King installment, you have a very, very brief amount of time to do so. You have about two more weeks as of the release of this episode to acquaint yourself with Stephen King's book and uh, the film adaptation from 1983. I will tell you, now that the episode is in the can, uh, you will definitely want to, to some degree, acquaint yourself with the book um, because we spend a lot more time on the book than we do on the movie, so just helpful pro tip. But uh, the, the last bit of business is that last week we... Uh, pitched to you that we would have a patron segment where we count down our favorite Halloweens, uh, our, our favorite Halloween installments, uh, and that then Nathan and I, uh, by ourselves, would be conversing about this David Gordon Green trilogy. But uh, we had such a time, we're, we'll, we'll get into that soon, I'm sure, we had such a time conversing and watching the trilogy together that we decided, you know what, we're all here, the mic is on let us discuss this trilogy together so that is why there's a bit of a change up to what you heard and expected last week. times is there any other business that i have left on the table that needs to i'm be- sure there is but you tend to leave your business on the table often so we will just move you know, right how do you do that. <laughs> <laughs> um so, Reed, gentlemen, thank you for being here for the discussion of this trilogy. It's not often you get uh, good friends and three movies you're trying to wink to all in one robust conversation. We will try to keep this to a, uh, a reasonable runtime here. So, listeners, uh, 
friends present, we discussed on the show Halloween 2018 back, uh, I think, even as part of our retrospective for the next year, you know, part yeah, of our yeah. mini-series we do every January. So we aren't going to go too in-depth on that here. It's more just kind of a, um, an intro to the overall trilogy. What we didn't do at that time and are now trying to do and actively doing as part of Halloween at Halloween is create the definitive, because lest anyone be confused, the fear of God only produces definitive uh, works when it comes to horror conversation. Um, so this will be the definitive uh, Halloween Hall of Fame kills list by The Shape. Important turn of phrase there. So what we are going to do regarding Halloween 2018, uh, Reed and I are going to go through the kills list real quick. Uh, the gentlemen present, uh, once we start to wrap up this conversation, will be able to submit themselves uh, a candidate to the Goblet of Fire as well uh, to be considered for the ultimate conversation regarding the kills list or the uh, Hall of Fame kills list. So for 2018, we're going to uh, rifle through this really quickly. So the kills that occur in 2018, read friends, listeners, yep. are uh, his name is Lumpy or a cold one out or a hot one, whatever, for our <laughs> friend uh, Billy Elliot's cousin, young Lumpy, who gets killed by Michael towards the beginning of the movie. Uh, following that is the gas station workers. And honestly, what I would say is still one of the best constructed scenes of this trilogy. Um, when Michael is uh, suiting up for the bedlam to come while the podcasters... <laughs> Or another, or, or another cold one out. Um, uh, Michael is suiting up in the background in an inventive uh, bit of film craft here. But there is a mechanic specifically and a clerk specifically. One is stripped down to give Michael his trademark jumpsuit. And one, the other one's face is broken up and, and uh, has his teeth extracted to be used in a scene upcoming. Uh, Michael is nothing if not inventive. Following that is, yes, the podcasters in the bathroom. It's always the podcasters. Um, <laughs> then we have a, a little run, which is an also a really lovely uh, bit of filmmaking when Michael is uh, making his way through the neighborhood uh, on Halloween night. So several kills occur here. One I just called Hammer Time. It's the neighbor lady who uh, off screen gets hammered. Um, <laughs> No, with a hammer. You know. um, uh, following that is a neighbor on the phone, right? She is the one who is looking out the window, um, ultimately in this single take. Really, really great moment there. Following that is, sadly, Vicky, Julian's babysitter. I do love that scene. Uh, following that is Dave, Vicky's boyfriend, who gets hung on the wall. It's, you know, Michael just has a thing for... Yeah, yeah. Prior. Hanging bodies on the wall. <laughs> yeah. it's, very, yeah. it's very feng shui. He's a very it's, refined uh, gentleman. Yeah. Let's be honest. This brings the room together. Yes. <laughs> Interior it something, and I think I found it. Hang on, everyone. <laughs> I know what this means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, is it? Yeah. Okay. But he, I feel but he this. signs it. Yes, yes, yes. With his knife. Following that is Oscar. Uh, which is the, he's dressed as a vampire, one of the friends of Allison in the backyard. Following that is Dr. Sartain, who gets what I call the watermelon stomp. Um, <laughs> subsequent to that, and we're getting close to the end here, is the two cops, right? Uh, they're, they're fighting over their, their meals. Yes. Um, one gets a pin to the head, Dr. Sartain's pin. Lest we forget. And the other one, uh, again, just reinforcing this notion of Michael as the consummate artiste, the jack-o'-lantern decapitated head. 
Um, really inventive work there, Michael. Finally, finally, let's. There's just not going to be any more peanut butter on the penis, guys. Uh, it is Karen's husband. Um, you know, it's the end of an era. Tough loss thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. For Hadfield, right? You know? yeah. I mean, he's the peyote dealer. Um, That's right. I assume y'all noticed this. He talks about Lonnie's father, or Lonnie, uh, dealing him peyote, mm-hmm. and then subsequently kills Lonnie. Talks about him being the dealer. Being yeah. The, yeah. the dealer. Yeah. It's foggy. It's but then, but you know, it's murky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But after all of that, Michael came up and was like, your penis, sir. And then just like, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The Halloween 2018 callback. All right. So read of this list. Uh, and and uh, our, our present company take note uh, so that you can know what's available to you remaining in this kills draft. What would be your candidate read? You want to go first? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to... So, so uh, for a number of ways in which... There's a lot of good kills in this film. Yeah. It is, this is tough to pick one. But for the way uh, that it works so effectively for setup anticipation, execution, musical score, and then propels the narrative into a new direction, I gotta go with Oscar. Um, it, it begins with that. This is why you asked me, am I gonna let you go first? That, because yes, uh, that yeah. would have been top of my list. Yeah. Go ahead. And so, so, but Oscar, you know, the, the uh, motion sensor setup to the kill, great, one of my favorite moments in that film. Uh, and then, of course, he goes out in a, in a vicious and nasty way. Um, Stabbed by Michael, but then impaled through the chin on the fence. And then after that, when Allison finds him, uh, one of my, I'm not going to try to replicate it right now because that would be foolish, but one of my favorite musical cues from the score kicks in when Allison sees him and then Michael begins to pursue Allison uh, now that she's on his radar. So just the culmination of everything for that scene, I nominate Oscar, uh, the costumed vampire, as uh, for the Hall of Fame. Well, and... To your credit, there, like that—that that is a great choice, and and not just because of the construction in film of it, but also like that one reverberates through the trilogy. I yes, mean, you recall and kills, which we'll get to, but like even his mother finds him. You know that that becomes part of the the d- dynamic of the thematics in that subsequent film. There, so no good choice, excellent choice, in fact, and I'm glad one of us got to it. So I think for me. Um, you aren't wrong. There's a lot of just really inventive kills in this one. I think possibly the um. Well, I would I would have picked that had you not for just most well um crafted in in terms of how it's executed in the film. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think the one that actually got me the most if if I get if I got emotional about this movie at all, one of the ones that got me the most was Vicky. Like I just really love. The setup of her and Julian's relationship, that dynamic feels real for a franchise that's all about babysitters and what they do or don't succumb to. Like, you get the feeling there's a real genuine relationship there. Yeah. Uh, and so when she does get taken out, it's it, it kind of stinks. It's kind of painful um, yeah. to, to kind of have that play out. So I think for me, uh, for 2018, it will be Vicky. So... Uh, Reed and and present peers, you're welcome to throw in here if you want to as well, though save your kills till later. Another thing we've been doing just for funsies as we've gone is because, you know, we've been helping out um, whatever studio it is that's producing this and all the myriad that have owned this along the decades uh, that 
you know, when you get around to crafting the franchise-wide merchandise campaign, um, we've got some notes. We've got some ideas. <laughs> and uh, inclusive of 2018 here. Now, I don't know if you found this. With the David Gordon Green trilogy, it was a little harder overall because there's not as much cheekiness yeah. uh, to, to the proceedings. Yeah, I have literally one toy idea for each of the films. Really? Yeah. Well, what? Okay, well then do it. What's 2018 for you? So for me, 2018, it's got to be the updated... Uh, just badass overlay on Lori Strode mm. that just like, okay, she's, she's got her accessories. She's armed to the teeth and she has come to fight. She has not come to run anymore. Uh, and so if, if she also, uh, if you got her at the comic convention, she comes with a play set of her house. That okay. Yeah. I like it. Little, I like it. Tracks yeah. and, and stuff like that. But, but to the stores, to the, yeah, uh, but you can buy the figure and, uh, and yeah, it's just, it's just badass Lori Strode, uh, doing her thing in your Michael Myers toy collection. So I, I'm we'll, we'll uh, popcorn style this. Do you, gentlemen, do you have anything that, that struck your imagination watching 2018? I'm like, hey, this would be oh, cool. I'd love oh, yeah, that. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, you, sir. Yeah. Well, in the you glasses. Know, <laughs> you know how with your treating, you know, you can buy like a flashlight set that it has like a jack o' lantern or like sure. a yeah, yeah. You know, Halloween creature mm-hmm. on top of it, right? So it's a mag light and it has a police officer's head oh. uh, glowing through eyes, nostrils, and mouth. That's, yeah, right. That's, that's, that's dark. Yeah, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, not not gonna be anything light from this. <laughs> and, and it comes with a coupon for a local sandwich shop, so you can get a bon me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bon want me. that. I want it's, that mag light. It's the bon me on me. Courtesy You gotta love is for for y'all and definitively for us having done this as long as we have, like. Those moments where you're like, this is why non-horror fans think this stuff is so effed up, is like that yeah. choice. You're like, we're like, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. If you actually had that thing in the world, people are like, what is, what is wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> yeah. It's just a thing. I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, you know, the police. Get no. over it. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's dark. It's dark. Yeah. Like Andy, any? Uh... I've been floating around with this idea. Okay, um, that's what we're here for. We're test yeah. market. We all float down here. Um, <laughs> it is. I don't know if any some of the listeners have children, but um, it's a wubbinub. A wubbinub. A wubbinub, and a wubbinub is a pacifier. Okay. With an animal on it. Oh. Oh. Yes. Okay. So, oh. what if we made a wubbinub with Michael Myers? Oh, that's a wubbinub. With yes, the, for, yes. The, for the horror fans with, with infants. Yeah. And then, and then yes. as or as the baby is suiting newborns. itself, Michael is just nodding at you. Yes. yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like the arm shaking. <laughs> it's a mobile. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love that it's, we're, we're rounding out. You yeah. know, it's not purely limited to action figures. No, though, absolutely. Uh, so absolutely. I've got a couple for this one, and, and you, you are... <clears throat> read what you offered uh, I'm going to build on here. So one, I just think in the ongoing franchise of iterations of Michael, I want an asylum inmate Michael. 
you know, just just mm. in the white jumpsuit. Maybe he comes with some shackles to a, a cube stand or whatever. What's fascinating is I don't know what you would do with the face. You I know? was going to say, like, I love the idea the that he, it's just blurred. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. Right here, it's just blurred out. Yeah. Um, that's kind of fun. It's got a limited. It always turns. Demonically possessed. <laughs> 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 I keep, I keep trying. Honey, come look at this. Uh, is it just me? Or um, I also chose Sartain with the Michael mask on. Okay, yeah. uh, which is just a physically slightly humorous image. But uh, what what I want to build on what you offered is is not just AARP Lori, but it's a two pack. <laughs> it's it's 2018 Lori and 78 Lori. Oh, I they love come the together. Idea. Yes, yes. So you're getting. The beginning and the end, is, sort of iterations of her. So I do. That is uh, tight. Kind of like that, and that that is our you know 2018 uh, reference point here. Reed, as the one of the five of us who most I think was invested in kills, you, you want to walk us into this so, next film. So, so the first thing I'll Build say, your is, case. yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. So the first thing that I'll say is I think if if somebody at this table rivals my affection for kills, I actually think it would be Blake. Yeah, um, but he's not wrong. I I I did from the beginning. So we're about to have at least a, a cursory conversation about Halloween Kills. Um, from when it was released, I felt two things. One, I did not enjoy it as much as 2018. But I noted very quickly that I clearly enjoyed it more than most other people did. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually appreciated a lot about it and about what it offered and about what it was trying to do. Because I felt like, okay, I'll acknowledge some script clunkiness, especially with the unfortunately ever ubiquitous Evil Dies Tonight line. But uh, I, I I, I was appreciative of what it was aiming for and appreciative that it was trying to do something in a focused and different way, while also... Uh, the, the name of the film is Halloween Kills and a huge body count. We'll get to that in a bit, yeah. but it's Sizable. a huge, huge body count. And so I was like, okay, they went for it there and they're trying to do something interesting that, as we've seen in previous installments, other films in the Halloween franchise had flirted with, but not to this focused of a degree. So I appreciated that. Um, and, and generally speaking, I was like, I, I, I liked this. Like, I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, the, the, the only thing I will say before I pivot and we can kind of go around to see how everybody else felt about it. The one thing that I will say I unabashedly loved and praised to everyone without qualifier was the recreation of the 1978 sequence. Loved everything about that. I loved the aesthetic that they were able to maintain. I love that the classic score kicks back in. I love that they've recreated pretty as astutely Michael's original mask mm-hmm. everybody feels <clears throat> costume and, and, and clothing wise like they're from that time the, the the visual aesthetic of the flashback changes and is much closer to the original 78 just loved everything about that it was lovingly and artfully recreated uh, but showing us brand new scenes that never existed before and I just I loved that about it um, and so I mean so, you yeah. even got Donald Pleasance yeah there. that Act, yeah, that actor, I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. because they shouldn't have worked as well as it yeah. does. No, it really does. He sounds like him. He looks uncannily like him. Yeah. It's, it, was, it was really, really yeah. great. But like I said, 
um, my affection was was high for it, higher than most. But I think I still didn't quite rival the the joy and glee you got from it. Yeah. So what what was your response to it? See. So I came. I didn't know what to expect because I was thrown off when it when this trilogy was first announced that David Gordon Green was going to be helming these films, and I was like. <laughs> Knowing enough about David Gordon Green's filmography, I was like, that's, a, that's a weird mixture of, of you know, creative forces. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really didn't know what to expect going into the second movie. So I literally had no expectations because I was like, this is new ground. Like, <laughs> this could literally be anything. Um, I came out of the theater uh, smiling like a dumb kid. Mm. Um, I enjoyed it so much. I recognize all, all the weaknesses that are, are thrown at it. Um, but the problem with me as a person who sees movies is that if it if a movie has a singularly powerful image that can be kind of an iconography for a, for a film, that will cover a lot of weaknesses for me. Uh, and the end of Halloween Kills, where the mob is beating up on Michael, and then you have you know death and resurrection in theory. Yeah, um, that in my mind, was just super powerful. (laughs) This idea that mob rules uh, does not kill evil. It only makes it worse or makes it more transcendent or whatever you want to say. Um, And so that that imagery carried most of the weight, I think, for me. And it probably made me blind to a lot of its weaknesses, which we watched the Halloween Kills again. And it it didn't hold up as well. Mm. I still love it, but it, I can see more of the weaknesses on this last yeah. viewing. Yeah. So, yeah. What's interesting before we pivot over to Ian and Andy and Nathan is that, like, uh, for me, this is, when we watched it together, it was my third time seeing Halloween Kills. Oddly, because this does not happen often, each viewing I have felt generally the same mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So I don't think it's one that I'm going to gain additional appreciation for over time. I also don't think it's one that I'm going to be like, yeah, I don't like it as much. Because like every time I've seen it, I the weaknesses still land, mm-hmm. and I still love the things about it that I loved from first yeah. viewing, So which is odd for me to experience a film that way. But Ian, uh, what did you think of Halloween Kills? As I was watching it, I had a tinge of disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, first time? or The first time. Yeah, yeah in, in, in theater, watching it, um, I just had this like palpable sense of, is just going into body count. This feels like the lesser than, you know, this feels like four, five, six, and on. Like, mm-hmm. um, there was so much substance seeping out of 2018, and what I immediately felt was just like the 80s, that's gone right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I did not ultimately finish it feeling like that. Yeah. Um, but it, it did feel like just bare bones. Like, okay, he's going on a massive killing spree. Unstoppable force. So, yeah, I I, I did feel initial disappointment. Um, but uh, it helped that it definitely, unarguably, tried to add something else, um, which gave it points. But, like, really, frankly, like, by the time uh, its runtime was finished, I felt like, yeah, that was, that was pretty good. I did not have the overwhelming, I didn't have the glee of 2018 sure, when it yeah, finished. Yeah. I get it. But then the moment I got out of the theater and I see a text that says like, man, that sucked. Then I, I, I was on its side. Like, no, brother, I got you Halloween kills. <laughs> yeah, no. no, you don't have to take that. Yeah. Um, so that's... And that text was for Mandy, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was not. 
He shall not be named. <laughs> but I'm on to you. <laughs> you, know who, you know who you are. <laughs> you know. And you know I know. Um, and uh, and the stuff you do applaud, and then you're going to tell me Halloween okay. kills. <laughs> hold me back. Hold me back. <laughs> He's transcending. He's transcending. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's it. Oh, okay. okay. Andy, how did you feel about Halloween Kills? I really enjoyed it. Um, I um, we've talked about it briefly, but it it feels like the title Kills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's some kills. In there. <laughs> Are there ever? It yeah. yes. so it not <laughs> but I like the idea of. And we'll continue on with it with Halloween ends is the mob mentality yeah. of just like we have got to get rid of this. With Lori's not doing it. Yeah. She, yeah, we love her. <laughs> she really felt it. But she's she's not doing it, so we've got to do it. So let's get all the old guys in here to um, to get them. But I I I just like the mentality and I really enjoyed um, seeing the mother mm-hmm. um, her mm-hmm. compassion Karen. toward Karen yeah. Yeah. her compassion towards the inmate who was not mm. yeah. Michael Myers right. like that she was like that's not him I've got to get him out of there and and that spoke to me a lot like she she was able to recognize the problem Right. Which was this is not Michael. Mm-hmm. She was able to try her best to keep him safe, like a mother would. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, yeah. like a mother would. Ultimately, it did not work. Yeah. But um, but I really, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I um. I saw it in the theaters. Um, I didn't get any texts about it. But you muted me that day. <laughs> but but honestly I really enjoyed it and I real I really felt like it it set a good foundation for him. Yeah, yeah, which uh, absolutely we're going to get to. So, Nathan, I'm coming to you, and then I have a couple of tie-off thoughts afterwards. But, but yeah, go ahead. Nathan, what do you, what do you feel about So, kills? kills occupies this interesting space for me as a horror fan and, and growing in my power as such. And you might recall this. I mean, I, I, I even watching 2018, still feel like I was pretty still a novitiate of Halloween as a franchise, you know? And so went as, oh, wow, I am now fully enmeshed in Fear of God and talking about horror movies. And this is probably the first major franchise that's that's reemerged during the Fear of God era. And so um, uh, went in with a level of like, okay, this is kind of cool just on its face. Mm-hmm. And I texted Reed after uh, 2018 just saying... Uh, I loved this, yeah. you know, and just really bought into what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, it's just an extremely competently made slasher uh, while also having tendrils out into the broader franchise itself and, and winking and nodding, but not letting the winks and nods be leading the charge. Um, so really, really loved 2018, possibly unfairly towards kills. Um, I did not see kills in the theater. I did watch it uh, on the peak cork at home. 
um, you know, in the in the midst of the COVID era, and maybe there's a chance that produced a, a downward expectation for me, but but found my first viewing of it pretty pretty uh, ambivalent, um, borderline active dislike. Having seen the whole franchise now, like it, it definitely isn't in the worst of the the pack. But here, here's what I can say about Kills. I like what it's about. I like what it wants to be about. Mm-hmm. I don't really love how it goes about it. Yeah. And this is coming to me in real time, so it might be clunky. I wonder if, this is pure speculation, I wonder if they love the notion of subverting Rosenthal Halloween 2. This is how I know. I've been doing Fear of God a very long time. You should be proud of me. Diane, teacher. Um, because because Kills is so templated off of OG Halloween 2. It is Lori sidelined. It is hospital for the bulk of it. You know, Michael's still on some version of Rampage. And so I wonder if, purely speculative, because I haven't read anything that would support this and it's coming in real time, so I wouldn't have had the chance to research it anyway. If, they, if, if that led the charge from a creative standpoint, oh, this is a real way we can invert the idea of two and got to mob mentality through it. Mm-hmm. And and so anyway, anyway, so that, that's pure just pondering from an empty hospital to a yeah. overly yeah. full hospital. To briefly but firmly affirm what you're describing, Halloween two, Rosenthal's Halloween two, um, begins in the Haddonfield neighborhood, moves to a uh, hospital and ends in flames. Halloween Kills begins in flames, moves to hospital, and ends in the Haddonfield so, neighborhood. So, I'm it's, I'm so I'm just yeah, affirming yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yes, there, there's definitely like a right. There's structural. We're using this, yeah. Structural uh, intention is, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And 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 while I don't even uh, uh, like, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. And, and in sure. fact, I'm not even critiquing it as, oh, you tried too hard to do this. I wonder if thematically, for me, even rewatching Halloween Kills. So, listeners, if this wasn't stated. The five of us watched the whole trilogy together uh, to go into ends the other day. I was trying to be open-hearted. I was like, you know, uh, I, I do hate the scripting part that, that's been referenced um, that I joke about all the time. Um, but I tried to kind of set that aside. And I still found myself pretty neutral on on the film. Um, and, I, and I wonder if, you know, there's just the, the chaotic nature of it. Uh, for me, did it kind of get away from them a little bit? Like, mm-hmm. it feels like it's trying to do a whole lot. Yeah, yeah right. And if your if your starting point is, which again is speculative, if your starting point is, well, let's template Rosenthal too. Whoa, this is this is kind of getting bigger than we kind of can do for for me. So yeah, yeah. so kills, uh, it's fine. Um, you know, it, it did eke a little bit of concern for me going towards ends of what that might mean because I love 2018 so much. Still pretty neutral on kills. Yeah, I will say that I. Um so, so one of the things that I genuinely loved about, and of course it is hard in this conversation to divorce my feelings from kills and how I know what I know about ends now yeah. and, and how that comments on it. But one of the things that I genuinely love is like Halloween 2018 feels like it was, this is how trauma gets personal mm-hmm. and this is how it becomes sort of a personalization. In this rewatch specifically, and I commented to each of you that like I loved in Halloween Kills the interplay of the interview with Allison and the interview with Karen, because in the interview without with with Karen, the police, law uh, the police yeah. yeah, in the interview with Karen, 
Karen, who then champions that Michael Myers is clearly going to be on his way to the hospital because he's obsessed with Laurie Strode. She's myth-making in her head because that's been her experience of watching this. But you contrast that with Allison, who the line stood out to me in this viewing more than it ever had, where she said, it's not about Laurie at all. It's It was the doctor. It's not Michael Myers' obsession. It was the doctor's obsession is the line that she gives. And I thought that's interesting because Allison has information that that Karen doesn't. And the myth-making thing elevated. I do love the way you phrased it where it's like you, you, you like what the film is trying to be about and you just it's the how it's about it that sort of falls flat for you, which I can respect and appreciate. This, I am very, very much on board for the attempt they tried to make at this is how, if, if 2018 is how it becomes personal, this is how it multiplies. Sure. And this is how it begins to to spread everywhere into, you know, people acting in ways that they wouldn't, you know, uh, that they would not be accountable for otherwise. Mm -hmm. And, and I actually think I'm not going to defend the silly sort of evil dies tonight thing, but something I did say to Blake, I can't remember if anybody else heard me because I can't remember who else was in the room when I said it. But, um, I said, I said to Blake, I was like, there have been recent times where, a mob chanting a ridiculous thing uh, has become more possible <laughs> for me. Like sure. I've, I've seen, yeah. like yeah. this is a silly phrase, and everybody is just like, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, oh, uh, okay. So I've, I've actually softened on it a little bit <laughs> from that, which is stupid to say. But um, but that scripting note aside, I actually think there's some really nice scenes. That scene that I mentioned there, I like the Lori Frank stuff. I think oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's that really well. nice and and uh, and I think kind of lovely in some ways. Uh, I just I think there's a couple of script moments that get buried under the rubble of that silly chant, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and so like I I appreciate even and the specifically scripting. the scripting of Tommy. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. Large. I think he I think his scripting is the weakest of the whole. Thing. I agree. So I agree. well, and not even a you know everybody needs to work, but yeah. even. There's something even about the presentation of this character yeah. that just rang a little false to me, and it's it's funny you bring up the because because I'm totally with you, and and largely like when I watched Kills the first time, I like I see what you're doing. Yeah. Something that rings out to me though is in a, in creative expression, and it makes it challenging, especially for anyone who who tries to dabble in this themselves. Is like anytime you set something in a modern setting that is becomes clear or is deliberately commentary on modern scenario you got to be real deft with it you got to really be smart with what you're doing otherwise and i'm gonna give two examples to, of what i'm trying to say here otherwise all it signals to me is oh well yeah y'all i mean i I'm, I'm even philosophically kind of with you but <laughs> yeah. it feels too on the nose yeah. to me and two two films to just fold in here, at least for the moment that I think about this is I, I did not see Don't Worry Darling. Um, I had some interest, but it just, you know, the, the reviews, the general consensus seems pretty negative. And so it definitely deprioritized it. But the point of bringing that up here is reading Olivia Wilde, the director and I think writer, uh, discussion of what Chris Pine is based on. And I don't care to deep dive too deep into it but it's he makes she makes him a literal surrogate for a real life personality right now and and when i read that i was like don't tell me that like yeah you just yeah. you just kind of like 
now I can't watch it without thinking about this the whole time. Like, it's one thing to let me find uh, thematic and draw parallels and find parallels. It's another thing when you just front load it in PR and, and media just, blitz. It just becomes pedantic. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I wish, I wish as a creative person you would have just kept that to yourself. Yeah. Like, let the art speak some yeah. for a little while. <laughs> I don't even know if the movie was quite out I mean, yet. I mean, that's what it's supposed to do. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and so when you, when you front, and, and that's me maybe unfairly picking, but I also thought about Pearl. Yeah. So the film Pearl, a uh, uh, prequel to uh, Ty West's X, it is set in the 1918 pandemic. And the movie is able to do some things. This is like now. Yeah. Well, I but mean. It does it well. <laughs> like, it's, like there's some chatter scripting wise about masks. There's characters wearing masks. It is clearly about catching sickness. Like yeah. that becomes thematic. And, but they don't draw attention to it. Well, <laughs> something about it. Yeah. Setting it in this particular way. I could kind of forgive it a little more, yeah. even though I was still like, what? Well, I see exactly yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. I kind of dig the way you've done it. Yeah. And so for me, watching Kills, the look at the mob mentality isn't this like yeah. current modern day sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It It's fine. It just yeah. almost, it, it, it obscured for me because you make a great point, Reed. And even when I did rewatch it, gained far more appreciation for the, the 78 yeah. stuff they right. do. Like, right. Right. That works and is yeah. artful and, and thoughtful. Yes. Uh, and uh, in a way that could have gone really badly, feels of a piece with the whole thing. Yeah. You know, right. uh, it's just some of those weaknesses that, that feel bigger to me than. Yeah. Anyway. Can I? Please. Yeah, um, just one thing I mentioned to the guys is I wonder, is I was wondering how, because of COVID, this was filmed during COVID, mm-hmm. did that. Could it have gone somewhere? Because it only stayed in really three places. Um, could it have been different? Not that I wanted to be different, but could it have been different if people were allowed to right. go everywhere and stuff like that? So I, 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 I that's that would be constraints of uh, context. Yeah, context. yeah, yeah. So and I do. So to your point. I think they made the film they set out to make. Right. I think you are you're probably on to something in terms of the visual scope of mm-hmm. it, but I would be quite surprised to to learn that it was actually constrained narratively and conceptually by the pandemic. Because okay. and, and the biggest reason I say that is because while you are correct on location, it has a massive population of characters. Yeah. Yeah. Many of whom are not even given names. Like yeah. that hospital scene is flooded, flooded. with yeah. people. So I don't while while you make a really astute point about when it was filmed and everything, they they clearly went through some degree of protocols or whatever to have that many people on set to accomplish that mob visualization. They're not computer generated, you know. Um, so so I think that's why I think they they made the film that they set out to make, um, and I think that is why it can't be totally let off the hook for the things that it doesn't do wonderfully. Yeah. But again, it's always probably going to be a, a, a movie that I have a, a soft spot in my heart for, maybe mid-tier to the franchise writ large. You know, maybe it doesn't yeah. re- reach the peaks, but um, but a bit of foreshadowing for where our, this conversation is going to go, elevated by its younger and older siblings. Yeah. Um, and I would say, also, I, I think it falls into the pit of most middle films and trilogies. Middle films tend to be chaotic because you're still, you're trying to tie, you're trying to tie the beginning and the end. 
right. and right. you're trying to build some like meaning in between yeah. that carries the story but becomes its own and so you're like trying to like twist right. all these things yeah it happens with every single trilogy even the dark knight yeah a little chaotic yeah like fair, it's, fair it, point. i would say but arguably is that the point exactly but yeah the middle film sure. problem of trilogies is always that attempt at like crossing the, the yeah. chasm between yeah. beginning and end because I think they had clear ideas of where they wanted to go but how do we get from here when they didn't even know if they were going to be able to make the other two you know at, at first yeah. <laughs> so we're, how do we cross that chasm? <laughs> and maybe yeah. that's what my gripe is. Maybe yeah. you just articulate better what my gripe is. Yeah. Where, what? So what I absolutely love about Halloween Kills is the kind of realization, like he's going home. Um, but that emerges in the final, like third. Yeah. yeah. Right. Lot. Lot of pieces. Like, he's going in a straight line. He's not going to the hospital at all. Right. right. Um, so, I guess I just feel like it wasn't done deftly it makes sense that it happens amidst chaos and that it is haphazard because there's not a manual for Michael Myers. Sure. Right. So that, that That'd makes really sense. helpful at some point. Though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> after this long, yeah. someone should have. Yeah. Somebody Can heard. we find this please? <laughs> yeah. How do you take the batteries out? So that's what it looks like on the ground when the shape comes to town. And yeah, and yeah I'm a poet and I know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess that's, it, it just feels a little clumsy in how it moves from, yeah. chaos into like this this is what he's doing yeah. and I love where it goes but it, just, it is not really firmly on its feet yeah. in how it transitions there's, there's very few trilogies yeah. that the second movie is the strongest yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a, that, that's a fair point well and in the interest of getting where we're going uh, why don't we take this opportunity to transition into let's run down the kills do Nathan it. if you can for, for oh, Halloween kills and let's, uh, yeah, let's how long you got yeah. man is ready <laughs> um, stretch out yeah, and, and then we'll actually head to some Night Riot to bridge these two as, as Halloween Kills Bridge. Um, all right, so you, you got your pens and paper out. <laughs> if you're following along at home, the kills in Halloween Kills, the Halloween Kills Kills to be added to the Kills Hall of Fame. How many times can I say the word kills? Um, pour a cold one out, friends and foggers, for Jim Cummings. Um, so, uh, although actually, did I say, are we calling, oh, yeah, I said, are we calling this a Michael Kill? Or a Hawkins kill. <laughs> we'll let the uh, let the listeners. That's a there. funny one. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so uh, and Halloween Kills starts with Jim Cummings' death, arguably, possibly at the hands of Michael, but possibly not. Uh, we can uh, split those hairs if we want. Then the Fire Brigade, which gets referenced later, is eleven people. I didn't count as it went. I just said the Fire Brigade, but someone later on references the eleven people killed at the house. Uh, this is the crew who responds to the Strode Fire, Strode Farmhouse Fire. Um, I initially, and thank you, Andy, for reminding me here. I wrote the old couple with the drone, but Halloween Ends decides, uh, uh-uh, we're not done with the old light bulb here. Uh, so instead, it is just the gentleman with the drone. Um, he gets thrown through a window or crashed through a window, and then gets a bit pin cushioned. Um, I wrote skeleton mask kid. Michael is just holding the bloody mask which is pretty rough and sad. Loomis's nurse, yep. right? Yep, in the car. Um, then the nurse husband uh, gets a knife to the eye. 
Now, here's a question, much like Jim Cummings here. I wrote the doctor wife. Uh, the car door kick hits the gun. The gun hand flips around. She shoots herself in the face. Is That's she? My That's okay. my best. <laughs> <laughs> just being cheeky, yes. guys. Just being cheeky. Um, uh, Big John gets the armpit stabbed and the eyeball pop, which Ooh. is rough. Uh, Little John, Michael, you've come home. Gets killed off screen, sadly. Yes. I mean, yeah, sounded real sadistic <laughs> there. Uh, Lonnie gets stuffed in the attic. Cameron headbanging between the banisters. That's pretty rough. Uh, the mob, inclusive of Tommy, my count there was 13. I literally, every time Michael slashed, we're going to make an assumption that a kill happens. Yeah, yeah. It happens 13 times. And then finally, Karen staring out Michael's window. Um, quick, uh, yes. quick note there, Please. because the script definitely 100% calls out 11 people died. Worth noting. The fire brigade only consisted of nine of those because Tommy was including the two police officers uh, that got killed. No, no, no. Let's rewrite so, this. Yep, so, yep. Yeah, so nine person fire brigade. Yeah, and then the two because he said eleven the people cops. died, all first responders, uh, and it was yep. the two cops were included in that. So, what about, have you around for? I, I, I try. Yeah. Is, that, is that a standard fire brigade? Nine, nine, nine man unit. Never, never been a firefighter. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's Google this. Wait, why don't? I know it's, it might not make, tell us the, about the, um, the, the cops from Halloween one, like one of them was. Oh yeah. We're, uh, worth noting one of them, just a uh, slight trivial note, one of them in the car and I, I lost the plot on which one is which, but one of them in the car in 2018, uh, the two cops discussing the bond me sandwich. One of them is a real cop. The other one is the crafter artist behind the scenes who makes the masks i believe the older one is the behind the scenes individual and the younger one is the is the real police officer i could be wrong about that but i always thought that was cool that that yeah. fun little inclusion that it's uh, and yeah, one of them is the inspiration for the bond me on me michael myers halloween exactly all right so reed you went first on 2018 i think i will go first here and there's i mean a lot of deaths. Um, I think I'm going to choose, I'm going to draft the big one here and take Karen. Um, I think for me, why this one deserves entry in the Goblet of Fire is just that. And and let me give Kills the credit it is due. It, It knows its franchise. It knows what it is doing from a just structural standpoint, even if occasional weaknesses do seep through as they are prone to. Um, to me, it subverts the typical slasher sequel trope of kill major character on the front. Right. You know, like, I remember watching it, not thinking, oh, oh my God, that's about to happen, right. you know? And right. so it really is, uh, if you're not thinking about uh, what's possible, it's a it's a surprise. Like, it, it mm-hmm. is not uh, something you're kind of prepped for, ready for, um, definitively... Uh, uh, stabs a knife through kind of the firmament of this trilogy's right. characters because you know I love the the if there's anything I dislike about it it's actually not from a creative choice standpoint it's more I kind of love the the just iconography of a three generations you yeah. know kind of right. marching through this trilogy that's a cool concept yeah uh, so so if there's any critique it's solely oh man we're losing that. Right. But, but that kind of adds to the weight of the loss. Yeah, uh, right, right, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I will pick Karen as okay. my choice. Uh, my, my decision is very difficult 
um, because there are two big deaths that I think are brutal enough worth inclusion. Um, I'm going to go with my gut on the, the on this notion and it's getting a nomination because of how long it goes on. Cameron. Uh, Cameron. You kind of had it coming though. Yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> so, but like it's it's almost like Michael experimenting with Cameron the way you used to experiment with me when we would wrestle on sure. the on the video games, and <laughs> like fair. he's just like, oh, look what I can do! What? I can do this. Oh, out. Like I, oh, oh yeah. this is how banisters work. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. okay, I can I can stab oh, him. Oh, like, oh, carpentry I can, here. Oh, look, I can <laughs> smash his head through there. Oh, I can jab him down on this. I can bang him around yeah, like a yeah. pinball thing. And then as he's walking down, he looks down at her almost coyly, like, oh. You thought I was done. <laughs> I ain't done. We never done. Have you seen how I've been? Watch this. So, um, how do you do it? <laughs> but, um, oh wait, so, so, we got one last maneuver here. So yeah, there are, there are a couple of other deaths in here that I'm like. Dang. Michael had watched Halloween 2018. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, you know what? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I remember him. He did that girl wrong. <laughs> that right. I, I, he's, al- he's almost trying to curry favor with Allison. Yeah, like, yeah. Do you, do you like this? Like, look what I'm doing. I'm getting him back. Which, which ties into how we answer. But I was just like, yeah. That, so, so, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of noteworthy deaths in here, but I got to give it up just for how long the death of Cameron goes on. So that's why Cameron is my nominee for the whole thing. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, the you know the rest of those at our table are going to get an opportunity to sort of uh, toss one in from the trilogy a little bit later in the episode. But before we go into uh, our next transitional segment, did we have any? I I actually thought of another one while we were sitting here. Right, right, so, I have, so, uh, I have, so I have so I have, I have, I have two toys for for this uh, thing. But uh, so yeah. Uh, but I'll Let's do it the same way we did. But I'll start and you finish. Yeah, that works. Okay. Yeah, that works. So I've got two specific entries in the toy line. This go around. Um, I'm remiss because our our friends at the table opened my brain to what could be possible. I will limit myself to the two I have here. So. Uh, Reference already, a value uh, of the film Halloween Kills is your cast list exploded, as does the body count. And what I have here is this gives us an opportunity to really flesh out our toy line. Yeah. Uh, I, what I call it is the Evil Dice Tonight mob series. Oh, you nice. can have the nurse, yeah. nurse husband, doctor wife. You can have Tommy. That sounds real sexist. I'm sorry. The nurse and the doctor. You know what I'm talking about. They're in the costumes. Yeah. Uh, you can include Tommy. You know, sure. give him a fitting end in your playtime. Uh, you can include Lindsay. You can include Lonnie. There's just a lot you could do with this. Yes. And I'm interested to see what the toy manufacturer okay. does, what the toys designers do. But springboarding from the Evil Dies Tonight mod yes. series. So before you move on to yours, because yes. uh, I had an iteration of that, okay. so I'm just going to yes and you. I had the mob, but they are all the size of and in the design of the small little army men figures. The little green. <laughs> so you, have, like, you literally just okay. dump out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pounds, and just start stomping and on them. Yeah. Yes, basically that's it. It's like, oh, you're all it's gone. That- Plus a knife. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> the parents will love it. Yeah. Um, the only other one I had for this film was what I called the Season of the Witch three pack. Um, because you can finally get in our Michael Myers a thon here, uh, get some love for the Season of the Witch. Uh, they show up in 2018. Uh, they've got a more robust and 
they're just asking for it, frankly, uh, in kills. Uh, but you get the the witch, the skeleton, and the jack-o'-lantern kids. Yes. Uh, it, it's equal parts additive to the toy line as much as it's honoring the uh, franchise writ large. Absolutely. So, uh, gentlemen that aren't read at the table, uh, what might you have, uh, you, sir, in the glasses? It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> Listeners <laughs> won't know. Two gentlemen at the table are in glasses, and that's the joke. And they are. Okay. All right. I got it. Who goes first. So what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> wow, Bob Buster over here. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Death Brigade. Okay. So we got nine suited up firefighters with okay. different implements, including Buzzsaw. Uh, but they had this. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. Right. You know, you never know. Better, better, better to have it than not need it. That needed or not, not. Boy, yeah, in this case, yep. did he have it? Uh, he got it. Um, but they had the cylindrical buttons on their shoulder for nice. the chopping action for yes, yes. chopping <laughs> chopping action, right. chopping action, what have you. Uh, but you can remove the items so that Michael Michael comes nice. And so you can have fully armed Michael, just like yeah, so um, load yep. him up. Yeah, this is beautiful because mine would tie right into that <laughs> in the sense that. I visualize the the actual saw yeah. part. You, we show Michael holding the saw, going down into the firemen. Like yeah. that's the that's the the figure itself. But what it does is you can fill it with water, with like red dyed water. Yeah, and wow. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it spans and blood goes everywhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's two toys. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Or. You know, What's um, 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 uh, Husk Barna or someone can get in on this yeah, right, right, and yeah. produce an actual table saw. It just, it yep. just shows an actual yeah. like, Husk Barna. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween inspired. Absolutely. Michael Myers. Comes Still, with you better make, a, better make an offer. <laughs> just so, what's really funny about that scene being the topic of conversation right now is unrelated to toys. Um, because of my love for 2018 and every now and then all of us at this table are married uh, with spouses of varying interest in movies like this. And I just really love 2018. You're always toggling like, could spouse like this? I don't know. And I, when Kills was coming out, the, the trailer had hit. And I think I'd probably already watched the trailer. And, um, and I remember pondering, or maybe I hadn't, I don't know. I remember pondering like, man, it'd be really cool if my wife got in on this and that'd be kind of fun, fun little thing. And I remember showing her the trailer. I was like, you, you know, maybe you should check this out. And in the trailer is the fire brigade murders. Yeah. And I was like, uh, Damn it. That's no, it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Abandoned ship. Abandoned yeah, ship. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next time. Like, Ethan, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you get that look. Yeah. Like, uh, you watch this? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. So uh, so my toy is, is, is maybe more for those who just appreciate atmosphere. Um, because uh, what, what my toy is, is like, look, if you're, if you're playing with all of these wonderful uh, action figures and, and accessories in the Michael Myers toy line, you're going to need some primo lighting. So uh, all of the skeletons from the credits, uh, you get them in a pumpkin light set that oh. is just a, a string of pumpkin yeah. lights, and it's the it's all of the pumpkins from the credits uh, that is strung around, and uh, and then by the time you get to the end, they get increasingly more like male malevolent and, yeah. and kind of 
scorched and you said the word skeletons but you, you oh I mean pumpkins, pumpkins. okay okay I, I was like did I miss something no my apologies <laughs> I, don't I don't know why I said skeletons <laughs> yeah. it's just something but but anyway like uh, but uh, a string no, of lights that. pumpkins yeah. uh, that are the pumpkins from the opening credits scene and again like as you progress through them towards the end they get like charred and, and everything and so yeah that's uh, and you can hang and your house burns down but you can hang them up as the atmosphere for while you're playing with all of these wonderful yeah, yeah. it's it's lovely. there's got to be we're, we're past it but you know we, we had the gift of partaking in the board game The Thing yesterday and, and all of that inspired are, are we past it? Um, <laughs> that's not what I, I misspoke I mean we're past the experience of playing The Thing I mean we're too late in Halloween and Halloween to do this but it would have been really cool a board game of that type of variety oh. you know, kind of, I don't know someone get on that who won that? Um, Ethan. <laughs> Nobody actually. <laughs> Andy won that. <laughs> the only winner. <laughs> Walked away from that. I, I just I would uh, probably coming from 2018 into this one. It would be cool to kill. To kill. Uh-huh. It would be cool to have the bus filled with the inmates. Ooh, that's a cool. Yeah, yeah we referenced vehicles in our toy line previously. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. absolutely. So the bus yeah. with the inmates. And, yeah. and it comes with Lumpy. It comes with Lumpy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the Comic Con uh, exclusive. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But hold up. I mean, if we have the bus, we need to have the penguin with the mob rules. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, listener Ian has just uh, made a reference to an inside joke. So, uh, so it's the inside the inside yes, joke. The the the, uh, the mental patient who everyone in the mob thinks is um, Michael Myers. We lovingly referred to during the watching of Halloween Kills as a surrogate for the Penguin. <laughs> so, yes. What is funny to me, and we're you know no longer dwelling on this ultimately, but what is wild to me, and and you have to uh, have willing suspension of disbelief for this. It's like nobody actually sees that guy. Because if they actually saw that guy, they'd be like, no. Right? Yeah. 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 right. right. <laughs> like, no way. You're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> they, just saw, they just saw a shape. Sure. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you know, I, I do want to, and this may be a good segue into uh, uh, whatever we get to with ends. You know, you reference read the skeletons, I mean the pumpkins. Uh, lighting. <laughs> lighting. <laughs> Here is something I do deeply love about this trilogy. My misgivings on kills aside is is that, and it it like the because seventy eight Halloween having that as it that almost as much as Michael Myers that is the image of Halloween. Yeah, like that right, is if right. people know it, that image is what they know. Sure, is that is that pumpkin imagery with uh, John Carpenter's Halloween on it? Mm-hmm. So I really love it's usage in 2018 and how they do it and then just the continued use of the usage of that imagery and we even talked about this and maybe it'll even come up uh almost plays a thematic role in the spine of this trilogy in a really smart way so it's not just winking to what we know you like about halloween but it's also signaling hey there's some really cool artful imagery we're doing with this are you paying attention yeah um you want to walk us into ends? So, uh, so yeah. So as we are making the transition from talking about Halloween right. Kills to to Halloween Ends, uh, let us enter into the part of the show where we discuss things that aren't just wrong. But ladies and gentlemen, they ain't right.
sure as hell ain't right. What we'll do for this segment, and it will act as a kind of a bridge, is we will uh, kind of briefly discuss and, and each, if we have them, offer entries for That Ain't Right for Halloween Kills. And then uh, we will offer That Ain't Right entries for Halloween Ends as a kind of opening salvo to go into that discussion. So let's, uh, <clears throat> That Ain't Right for Kills, and then in the same segment, we'll do That Ain't Right for Ends. I'll kick things off. Um, so that ain't right for Halloween Kills. Uh, in this particular series that we're doing on pod, Halloween at Halloween, we're trying to reserve uh, kills by the shape uh, away from that ain't right. So, so leaving kills by the shape uh, off hand. Uh, I am going to start, uh, forgive me, co-hosts, with probably the big one, which is just the forced suicide of the mental patient. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, yes, it is thematically the necessary conclusion for where this was all going. Uh, if he had survived, there would largely be nothing for them to be guilty about. But of course, the mob mentality getting so inflamed around wanting to destroy Michael Myers, which they surrogate out the word evil, um, and then they wind up tormenting uh, the first time we see him at the hospital, he is actively asking for help. Help me. Oh, help me. And, uh, and at instead... At the beginning of 2018. Well, not at the beginning of 2018. He's in the mental patient. or He's in the hospital when we see him, but when he arrives at the... Oh, oh you're saying when, in kills. Yes, in kills. Yeah. He says that at the in hospital. In kills, uh, when he first shows up, he's screaming, help me. Nobody yep. hears him. Yep. Uh, you mentioned you know earlier like nobody really sees him mm-hmm. and um, and so then it culminates in his unfortunately seeing no other way but then but to leap out of a window and uh, and so yeah that that's my that ain't right for Halloween kills it's kind of the overriding thing that's not directly tied to uh, a death by the shape so um, I'm gonna do it yeah go ahead um, <sighs> fool me once shame on me? I'm sorry, I'm you. Goodness gracious. <laughs> the older I get, the more out my brain gets. Um, it's evil dust tonight. I, I, I can't. It, the, the first time it happens, it's kind of like, huh, that's clunky. <laughs> and it just keeps happening. Yeah. And more people keep saying it. Yeah. And, and here's the thing I've thought about because some of you have graciously tried to make a case for its veracity as as echo of the real. Uh, people do this. People say this. You know what? Sometimes life is stupid, and life art imitating it doesn't make it less stupid. And so there's just so little finesse to that scripting bit um, that that I just it's. It's, it feels stupid for it to be, but it is just this big stumbling block for me to, to engage this because it feels like, for me, it feels like this shouldn't have made it this far. This, this, you know, there, there were better ways to kind of finesse what you're doing here than this Greek chorus notion, which yes, a Greek chorus is clever and inventive and, and they do that idea fairly well, I suppose, but just for me, that scripting becomes, uh, it's like you, you, you were nailing something and you hit your thumb with a hammer. It's like every time they say it, it like throbs, like, oh God, no, you did that again. So, so for me, but that ain't right of kills, uh, is, is evil dies tonight. Yeah. Um, I'll popcorn around is just, if, if you don't have one, that's fine. But if you do have one, offer it up. I'll start with you, Ian. Go oh ahead. man. I, I, I guess I, I'm straining 
to okay. find that that ain't right. Yeah, yeah, I, I get mean, it. I get the only thing I can think of is extra textual, and it's just it, that ain't right that they couldn't get Paul Rudd. <laughs> so Paul Stephen Rudd, if we're going to really honor the yeah. franchise. Yeah, that's fair. And they would have had to put that whole name. Sure, in the yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Andy, did you have a non-kills related, uh, that ain't right, for Halloween Kills? For Halloween Kills? Yeah. Um, non uh, Michael Myers related. I agree with you with yeah. the suicide of yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah it's pretty pretty gruesome it's pretty yeah. gruesome yeah agreed and if there is anything that i'd be like oh really is that he leaps from the window in a moment that is meant to generate pathos mm-hmm. i do question the choice to show, show the body. his body yeah. Yeah, in the fair. state that it's in mm-hmm. uh i don't question many of the choices that this creative team have done but that one i was like that feels exploitative especially yeah. for where for the circumstances around what was yeah. happening um, so, so especially because they've exercised restraint elsewhere, I was surprised that they decided to just, yeah. and maybe there is something to be said for the shock that these people had to experience for seeing what they had done. Okay. But we didn't but, necessarily have to see it. Exactly. But we didn't have to <laughs> well, see it. Well, you know what happens when a body hits a pavement yeah. at that height, yeah. you know, like... <laughs> I mean, well, I know first. Yeah. <laughs> first I only know because they show me, Reed. <laughs> How am I supposed to know otherwise? But to your point there, and that's a savvy note or an astute note that because I thought, and maybe you were, you're that ain't right was more just that this happens narratively. Which largely it was. Okay. Yeah. Though I am with you, the, the display of the after effect because and feels a little at odds mm-hmm. with some of the other rich thematic things they do, which is things like the uh, obscuring of Michael's face at every turn. Like we are, you, you kind of are meant to assign evil a, as image to that. Like I would have appreciated a little more, um, even though largely the mob mentality thing is very clear. It's not like it's confusing that that's what they're after. Like just show them seeing like it's almost the reflective nature yeah, of yeah. viewer engaging yeah, what are, what are yeah. we as witnesses and what are they experiencing as perpetrators anyway so no i'm yeah, kind of with you there point. um okay so so that uh kind of effectively concludes our conversation about halloween kills it'll come up i'm sure again maybe later in this episode in in, in other ways um but while still in the segment for that ain't right let's talk about our, our first thoughts on halloween ends by talking about the things that that ain't right in halloween ends we all saw it uh, we watched Halloween 2018 first thing in the morning. We watched Halloween Kills right after it, and then went to the theater for an afternoon showing of Halloween Ends. So, um, and then rewatched it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Did we? We. we, we yeah. um, so, so what I will do is uh, t- uh, attempt to be uh, in in deference to everybody else. I will let other folks go, and then I'll kind of close us off. Uh, for this segment. So, Nathan or Andy? Andy. I actually have one for Andy. Andy, 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 go for Um, it. I didn't think it was right when Corey's mom, uh, when he comes into the house, he's already met Michael, and um, she's like, where have you been? Where have you been? And then slaps him. And it wasn't right that she tried to make out with him right after the Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it tries to, like, kiss him. Too like, far, Mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what is funny about just, and maybe, you know, an argument can be made, this is about slasher genre writ large, is, like, when they do it well, it's especially well done. But, like, when, when creatively, as viewer, you know you want 
me to hate this person. You know, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, want yeah. them gone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I see what you're doing. <laughs> she, she did. She did. Uh, no, no, no. Un- un- understood. Nathan, did you have a that ain't right for Halloween ends? Yes, and 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 this honestly, uh, there's there's a couple, but I think the one I'll specifically uh, pick. So. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll get into the film more broadly, but you know, expectations were at a particular place going into this, you know, and, and, and what you wanted, what you expected, if anything, you know, it's, it's not just the end of a trilogy, it's potentially the end of an era, uh, and at least by the primary players intended to be so. Um, and, and so, so there's kind of a lot riding on it. And, and as much as we want to pretend otherwise, it's hard not to kind of wonder how am I going to feel at the end of this? Mm-hmm. And so every now and then, you know, you just say things out loud and you're like, that's a really dark thought. Um, for me, the primary that ain't right, because I think of how strong and bold and daring it is for kicking the door down from a thematic standpoint is the teaser. Um, to to start this film that way you know you have 2018 which immediately tethers into kills is a particular choice um so so this is what i mean by you don't know what you want when you're sitting down you're like okay well what are we going to do narratively what are we looking for chronologically so to start completely separate from a Lori, a michael uh, anything we've seen in this trilogy thus far set us in with another babysitter scenario which you know maybe y'all were savvier than i am like i don't totally know what's about to happen uh there's clearly foreshadowing in the script of things um but for it to go where it did uh is about as traumatizing to a viewer and 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 so this is uh, what i want to say is it's very smart it's like you you know to me, it's less shock value than because of how the rest of the movie goes. You know what you have. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's always... And, and maybe that's why I ended up re- responding so positively ultimately to ends is there is always a concern when you watch this stuff. You're like, do you really know? And we've talked a lot about this with as in the franchise writ large. Mm-hmm. is like these moments. I think it came up on our conversation that you were on, Blake. These moments that you're like, guys, it's right there. Like, you just... You just drove right past yeah. what is really rich and fascinating and good and interesting and cool. Yeah. So when you front load it as the opening of the film, it's like, okay, I don't know where this is going to land, but I feel like you know what you have. Mm-hmm. And and however, if this ends up a wonky experience, notwithstanding, like I feel like I can kind of trust, I can, I can set in and know uh, we might go to some dark places by what that scene signals, but its strength, uh, even just from a film craft, film craft standpoint, it's a very powerful bit of, of filmmaking. But for a movie all about one boogeyman's works to transpose that onto someone else, not totally saying where the movie goes, but the 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 whole franchise. And I learned this in the the movies that made us was began and and, and uh, um, you know, at its genesis was the babysitter murders. Right. You probably know that, but like that was the name of it for a while. So to 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 repackage that whole concept, Michael is not even present in that scene, in that sequence. And yet, 
tragedy, terrible tragedy happens. So for me, not just because of its thematic weight, but also its thematic weight folded in with just the craft of that sequence. And for me, the unexpected nature of where it goes, um, that is my banner right. I think it's an impressive opening salvo yeah, to the film. Uh, I think for me and my, my mild concerns coming out of kills, it really, as weird as it might sound to say, put my mind at ease. Like, okay, I don't know where this is going. Yeah. But that was really strong. And, yeah, and absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so that's a that and right. My that and right. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Blake, did, did you have one? I did, actually. Okay. Uh, mine's, mine's a little sillier. Because uh, I would largely agree with you. I think that's the central that and right of the movie. But I think uh, for me, the uh, <clears throat> just in general, like in real life and in this movie, inter-office relationships, that ain't right. This movie knows it, too. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it inflames the passions of Michael and the other person that is involved. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I have another that ain't right, if that's all right. Uh, yeah, sure, go ahead. Um, Nobody is wearing a helmet when they're driving that motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> At rather intense speeds yeah. from the helmet. And uh, no helmet. I mean, like, you, you ain't Tom Cruise. You think yeah. you are. You're not going to you know, survive. Well, you could make a case that these two characters have a death wish anyway. So, sure. Yeah, that's, you know. uh, that's a fair point. So, uh, Ian, do you, do you have anything? Um, when I say that ain't right, I'm not saying, like, this scene shouldn't have been here. But it it rubs me the wrong way for all its verisimilitude, right? Just like in the way that we enter into a story when there are sympathetic characters, but the accusations of uh, light bulb ladies, friend, sister, whatever, mm -hmm. when Lori leaves uh, the grocery store. I feel you're that ain't right. Yes. Um, I had the same reaction. Yeah. Um, uh, just uh, assigning blame to, to Lori. Um, really really rubs me the the wrong way yeah um yeah. and i don't like it uh but it, it should be there because that that is what happens yeah. right so yeah. again not saying like that shouldn't clarify be there. for me are you when um and the only reason i inquire this way is when it happens in the movie i thought that feels as much as we we love Lori. that that feels like something that could happen and like to you as you articulate it that way is it protectiveness of this character like Laurie Strode you just love her you don't like it when someone makes accusations because it's not rooted in truth or like because it's not rooted in truth yeah like look if, if the accusation lands we got to deal with it sure yeah. but I, I see no veracity to the all the, all that is is shock and anger and um and as we get from from the dad like that's taking someone else's yeah pain yeah I was going to mention the dad scene, and to your point, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually not being cheeky when I bring this up, to your point about the Evil Dies Tonight chant from Kills, just because the thing is true doesn't mean it's an appropriate choice for the moment, and I do think it, that would happen. I think a kind of thing, would, you know, we, 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 we've looked at certain tragedies that occur over time, and for reasons I still can't understand, people often respond to victims with a profound amount of venom, and uh, and I don't understand that. So I do believe the scene. I, I agree with you. I do believe the scene. Yeah, it as does. Do I. It right. doesn't make me any less angry at that woman for what she is what for what she is saying to Lori. I believe it is true. I think but I don't justify her. I think it's of a piece with later on. I think it was uh, Letterman jerk. Mm -hmm. Someone Letterman. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, Letterman. Letterman. 
Right. Yeah. David Letterman. Just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he was in the film. Right. <laughs> it worked for me. Weird yeah. creative choice. <laughs> like, um, but there, there's something going around town because he or someone else says like, yeah, she picked on some uh, you know brain damaged guy and look what she got. Yeah. Like, no, that's yeah. that's yeah. not what happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that's and and it does speak to something that I do think the film does well, and that is that. Uh, the way the, um, again, I keep using this word of like myth making, you know, 2018, it was very personalized and then it multiplied into kind of collective community trauma. But then in this case, like those people have latched on to their narrative for what this situation was and they've populated flesh and, I mean, this is all fictional, but they've populated flesh and blood characters and then given them fresh motivations, given them fresh actions, everything. They have filled in the gaps with things that are patently false mm-hmm. and and blended it with things that they kind of vaguely knew about. Mm-hmm. And I wish that tendency didn't exist, but by God, it does. Yeah, yeah. And, right. and, and it's 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 ubiquitous. Uh, but I do think it, it represents some of the worst tendencies that we have to propagate further information and to analyze and comment upon situations that have happened and, mm-hmm. and, and and we see it every single time there's a tragedy and what what kind of sucks is that journalists or, or or media outlets regardless of how they do so they report on the tragedy maybe they do so with clear focused factual reporting and maybe they do so with a tremendous slant but regardless of that once they've done it it is now in the hands sure. of the masses mm-hmm. and the masses will do with it whatever masses tend to do which mm-hmm. is rarely if ever a good thing to happen that's right and um and so i appreciated that they dove into that a little bit with this i'm going to piggyback off my that ain't right is the behavior of the band from the the, the the band kids, the the, the letter okay. jacket guy, uh, and his troop of three other friends, like the behavior of them towards Corey. Uh, first of all, just isolating him to go buy them alcohol, mm-hmm. you know, and then he he doesn't do it, but that's when they zone in on him and leverage his personal tragedy. And I have said it before on the show for reasons that maybe are personal to my history, uh, maybe just my sensitivities. Um, but I am sensitive to that in films, mm-hmm. to we're going to gang up on this person and we are going to verbally and perhaps physically leverage their flaw or their vulnerability or their personal sort of an element of their story. We're going to leverage it to push them down, yeah. to make them, you know, I joked about it with, with the stupid kids in yeah, in, in Halloween that. 4 when they're like, you're an orphan, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like I'm. I'm really just individually sensitive to that kind of thing. I don't like that. These kids do that to Corey in there. And uh, the father of the boy who dies in the opening salvo, uh, the father in one of the best scenes in this movie, uh, in his communication with Lori, like, was it already in? he, He said, Corey's on a dark path. And he says, was it already there? Or did this town do this to him? Mm -hmm. Which I think is a very worthwhile consideration when we look at because I've thought about this a lot in the ways mob uh, communication or mob assessment can push a thing one direction or another and I have often thought this when certain things like you know when 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 a group of people on the internet or in culture grab a hold of a thing 
and they begin to just comment repeatedly about this thing, I often think, regardless of the situation, I'd be like, well, you, this is quickly getting out of control. And if it wasn't what you're describing, it could soon become that because mm -hmm. you are now pushing it in this direction and you're kind yeah. of ganging up on it. And that's, that's um, very, very uh, just unsettling to me. I hate that tendency in people. So that's my that ain't right is just the, 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 the band's behavior. And honestly, um, the humanity in me is like, no, you know, don't, don't kill anybody. Like, don't do any of that. But then I'm, I'm just kind of like, you know, like they, they have to a degree welcomed, beckoned their ultimate fates towards them. Do they deserve it? That's not what I'm saying. But they, but I, I think it's fair to say they knocked on the door and they brought it towards themselves. Did Absolutely. they deserve what they get? That's a different conversation, but that's, but their behavior ain't right. And, uh, and so that, uh, now we'll, we'll pivot out of the second uh, segment and talk a little bit more about Halloween ends, which is which is fun to do. Um, so that concludes uh, our pod weekly discussion of things that aren't just wrong, but fellas, they are. Anyway. That sure as hell ain't right. <laughs> so um, I think I, I think I'd like to open by just talking about my expectations going into this film. I said it to Blake, I said it largely to the group, uh, either before or after we saw it, that expectations can be a tricky thing. But Blake, you and I rode in the car over there while the guys were in the other car. Um, and I, I said to you as we were walking into Halloween ends, I don't have high expectations and I don't have low expectations. I am just open. I am just, where is this film gonna take me? I didn't have things I wanted to see I didn't have things I didn't want to have happen. I was just like, man, you have thrown the gauntlet down by titling your film Halloween Ends. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I am very curious to see what you do with that. And that was my very open-hearted expectation. Um, and I, I, my comment after, like when we all sat down to dinner and started to debrief it, my comment, which will conclude this portion of my little uh, uh, contribution, is I said, I think I loved it. And, uh, and so I'm curious how all of you felt about, about the, the film. Uh, yeah, whoever's got a burning desire to speak up, go ahead. I, I, I loved it. I thought it was really great. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it, would, it added something new to um, the trilogy. And um, I thought it was, are, are we allowed to spoil? Yes. Yes. Okay. This is yeah. So if listeners have not seen Halloween Ends yet, uh, it's available on Peacock. Sign up for a free month or something, or go to the theater to see it. But he was not made to say that. <laughs> but but yes, we are spoiling elements from Halloween. You said Peacock, not Peacock. <laughs> Proud as a Peacock, baby. Um, Things better on Peacock. <laughs> okay, Andy. But, um, I I loved it as well. Um, I want to go back to what you said about the mom mentality versus um, was it already inside? Oh, of, yeah, yeah. Um, Corey. Yeah. Um, because we, when at the first scene, we see him are in the first part, we, when, the, when he's upstairs locked in the yeah, room, right. we, we hear him say, as the parents enter, I'm going to kill you. Right. Yeah. And, so, yeah. and um, so was that an inkling of the evil coming out, mm. or is that human nature of just like I'm pissed, I'm stuck in a in a closet, 
let me and out. And this idiot can't block me. And he's probably getting scared. And, no. was, yeah. and the parents come in and hear him say that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Deft. Deft. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, to directly respond, I did read the moment as hyperbole. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and, and, and still think it is. I, yeah. I still mm-hmm. think that, like, had he known what would happen in mere seconds, he might have chosen his words. Well, his yeah. face yeah. shows yeah. Yeah. clearly yeah. that he was. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> like, you know? Right, 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 right. And he did not mean to do what he did. Let me let me throw out. So, I think how how I kind of wrote this was the what I thought I wanted, what I got instead, uh, sort of framing. And I will admit, because I know you, Reed, and your avid love for this franchise, I know uh, all of our general love for this type of storytelling. After kills, I, I was. To say nervous feels like it's assigning too much, but I was like, man, I'm going to be real. I'm going to disappoint my friends if I come away disappointed, you know, and if, if, if this is disappointing to me. And so I was really kind of like, oh, man, I just I have no clue what this is about to be. And, and uh, I actually avoided most of whatever might be in this film, but I happened to see the film Smile a week ago that had the final trailer on it. And even though I kind of turned away for the bulk of it, what I heard in the trailer was four years later. And I was like, oh, did I want that? But that's all I knew, just of the nature of the story. Because if you'd said a week ago, before seeing that trailer, Nathan, what what seems the coolest sort of on-ramp into ends, I would have said, just give me whatever's next. Mm -hmm. Right after kills. What, What happens? That'd be kind of interesting to me to watch. And so I was kind of, once I learned, okay, there's a time jump. Uh, I will admit it felt like a, a bit of a deflation because I was like, man, that's, there's a lot of throat clearing that has to happen when you do this, a lot of setup that has to happen, you know, uh, and that kind of thing. And so what I reference as my that ain't right, uh, uh, being so energizing um, that it, it kind of softened me towards, okay, don't know what I'm about to watch, but that was strong and I'm on board. And as this trilogy has done, and this may point to themes that we don't have to get to immediately while we let others discuss their first reactions, but as this trilogy has done, for me, maybe a little more weakly in the middle entry, but more strongly on the, the beginning and end, is not remix, but, and even to say fix is a bit of a misnomer, like it, it knows its progenitors. It knows what worked and didn't work. Mm-hmm by virtue of just the history itself. And something that's really powerful to me, uh, I, I said this when we covered the, the Thorn trilogy. I said, you know, I don't think it works for me, but I at least applaud an effort. It's like they're, they're just trying narratively to make some sense of this thing that got created. Sure. You know, just, and by thing that got created, I don't mean in world, but just uh, media, you know, yeah. pop culturally, like they're trying to make some sense of it. Does that really achieve it? Notwithstanding, that's what they're trying. And something I kind of love about ends is it basically says this isn't explicable. Yeah, you won't explain this. You asked Andy a question the other day, like, are we meant? This is before we saw ends. Are we meant to think of Michael as? human or supernatural force 
And we kind of mutually were like, well, the jury's a little out still, though it, it could steer both ways. And what I kind of love about the punctuation mark ends provides for us is it it is stating supernatural thing, not in hokey paranormal way, just in you can't f around with this. Mm-hmm. And why I bring up the Thorn trilogy is it's trying to create this narrative architecture that that it can live in, like oh. This is why Michael's the way he is. What ends does is says it 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 it, re, it casts Corey and I think kind of smartly folds in whatever might be valuable about the zombie films uses some of that pulls from okay Michael at six murders a sister a sibling this is awful and wretched was it already it is asking the questions that real people would have asked in the world of Haddonfield forty years ago and is basically saying okay let's let's assume. Uh, let's go with and choose that Michael is not human anymore. Whatever it is, he is, it is shape. It is formless. Well, it's given form in human shape, but you know what I'm saying? And, and so if that is the case, well, now what? And so this is a thing I love deeply about ends. Um, and you know, there, like anything, there might be some quibbles along the way, but, but it's, it's efforts are to say, okay, if this thing is thing, what happens when you subject traumatized individual to it and, and have that? Cause, cause you're right. Like, you know, I joked about Corey's mom, but, but even in this scenario with the bully group, yeah, like, you know, the movie's telling you <laughs> here's some victims. These, these are going to yeah. be fodder here. Yeah. And almost in self-fulfillingly prophetic ways, you know, yes. they do it, yes. you know, um, and so I, I, I'm getting long-winded, but ultimately it was it was pleasant to me and satisfying to me to think if you'd asked me a week ago, what do I want? Oh, I want locomotion. I want urgency. I want you know the the bowling ball to keep moving down the lane. And so when you say time jump, which you know narratively provides a sighing moment, let's let's set for a minute. Uh, I, I didn't know how I would feel, and so to to thematically uh, the the arrow shoots through of okay now let's we've had our fun we we've remixed 78 in 2018 we've more or less remixed two with our own stamp on it now what let's Mm -hmm. let's let's take these ideas and really examine the ideas and which is what to me ends does Mm -hmm. takes it like let's 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 play this out Mm -hmm. and see where it goes while still Given us Lori Michael kind of yes. stuff, yeah. you know, and so yeah. that's really powerful to me. So anyway, I'm, I'm getting long-winded. Ultimately, just to say, for me, whatever apprehension, and it was real, I had going into ends. I was ultimately going to have fun because I'm with my friends watching a movie. But I had apprehension coming out of kills was completely uh, alleviated, obliterated, you know, yeah. uh, by just what I find are the strengths of ends. Yeah, absolutely. Ian Blake, either one. What? I said on the ride there was like, there's not a clear, um, there's not a configuration of signs that point towards like, this is the logical conclusion of this, sure. which abetted that sense of like, this could go, this could go wrong. Yeah. Um, and it's not because it won't be what I wanted. It'll just be like, what do you do after this yeah. to, to have yeah. a finality? Yep. Right. Because it's not set up in a certain way where we have to get the thing to the place. We have to, you know, that's not baked in in any way. Right. So do I trust these people to like get this into, you know, the end zone? 
I think I think I do. Um, but it's kind of like when Blake's gonna, you know, nominate Nathan to be the captain. I don't <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> real world call out. Some some trepidation there. Sure. Um but I I think that even though what happened after that opening sequence was me, like I literally said to Blake like how, how's that going to have anything to do with anything? Um, <laughs> I didn't want it to be hacked. Like I know you can. I know that you can stitch that onto whatever you want. That doesn't mean it'll be a good stitch. Um, but I think it absolutely succeeded. And I was really pleased because um, it felt like uh, Halloween 3, which is not one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Season of the Witch. Yeah. Yes, that, that third one. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was that attempt, right? Like, hey, look, what if what if the Halloween franchise is just one-offs based around Halloween, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's not that Halloween Ends was that, but I detected some of that spirit of the spirit of Halloween, mm-hmm. right? So this could be plausibly anyone. Um, when the spirit of Halloween touches down and swoops you up, um, it, it, and it's still anchored to Michael Myers, but who could... Who could the next shape be? It could be any one of us in the yeah, right, right wrong conditions. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so there is something else behind well, all of this, and it's nebulous. But that's why I love that you said formless, because like when the shape takes shape, it's almost incidentally Michael Myers. Yeah. It's almost incidentally Corey. Well, and to your point, that's one of the things I was really impressed with. Like they hold Michael for an hour. Yeah. Like I was like, uh, okay, I'm on board with. Who knows how it'll end? But I like this. Yeah, you, yeah. you. If, if kills is indulgent, like this, wisely pulls back because it's pondering, it's thoughtful, it's considering the restraint that was shown immediately after opening sequence made me think like they're doing something. Yeah, and yeah. I will see this through to the end. Absolutely. This is worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, again, it's not that Halloween kills. I had a like this is not worthwhile. Sure, but I was like I need something else to happen. Than just the enormous body count, right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like you talk about restraint, uh, and then like, sorry, I'll, I'll put it directly to you. It's just um, holding Michael back. And I remember thinking in the theater when Corey and Michael have the confrontation in the sewer when Corey takes Michael's mask before Michael sits up. I remember thinking if Corey kills this Michael is after here, the death of the cop. This is after the death of the cop. Right, right. But I remember thinking, if Corey kills Michael here, then I'm going to feel a bit disappointed that we didn't get the Laurie-Michael fight. You know, yeah. That's the catharsis that I wanted. So then I was like, they, by my uh, uh, assessment, smartly gave us both. We're going to yeah, show yes. you the new shape Inheritor, and, yeah. and the, the, you know, how this can uh, propagate. Yep. And then we're also going to give you Right on its heels, we're mm-hmm. going to give you the Lori Michael fight that we've been building. To. And it still is not like Michael's out for Lori. That I think that's right. It's, yeah. it's yeah. it doesn't abandon um, that pivot in Halloween Just Kills. What it is, he's back. He's yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. that that's mine. Yeah. You know, oh, you're here. You know what's really funny about you saying that is when, uh, for whatever reason, I deleted it because one of the things I love about Kills is that pivot. Mm-hmm. I was like, because more than one character, I think, is like, Lori. Yeah. Being so self-centered, yeah. Like, this is not about you. Frank directly says Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I loved that about kills such that 
with only one ends viewing under my belt. I'm like, oh, well, I guess maybe it is. They kind of abandoned that. But you just, because to the point I deleted it in my notes. Like, well, I'm not going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> no, like for but I love that. It's that's like, a yeah, twofer. Like, oh. You again? Yeah, right. You well, leave me alone? A bad penny. His house, <laughs> yeah. oh, his house is destroyed. Yes. All he has left that's is the mask. Love it. Like, yeah. Love yeah. It. And I loved, God, when, when I thought, the very first time that I thought, oh, dang, maybe I'll love this. Was very early on. Once you sat down in the seat. No. First time. <laughs> very, very, very early on in the film, right after that bombastic first kill, which again, accident and visceral and just shocking. But after the opening credits, when Lori is narrating her book, first of all, I comment on it all the time. Beautiful music score, wonderful music scores all the way around on this trilogy. Love that Carpenter's back. He's doing some fantastic work as he very often does in music. Um, but I love the beauty of that score as Laurie is setting up Halloween decorations on a home that she's bought. Yeah. And she even says, she said, not a place to hide, you know, a place to live, you know. And I'm like, oh, my God, we haven't seen whole, wholesome, well-adjusted Laurie. And it's it's kind of well, lovely. Well-adjusted might be... That's fair, but here's the spirit of what I'm saying. Yeah. That it's just like, no, she's she's moving on. She even admits that she's not quite there. <laughs> right. But she's definitely in a yeah. very different place yeah. than 2018. Yeah. 2018, she's isolated and she's hidden and yeah. everything. And and this is her opening herself up to the world. And 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 I just and that's the first time it struck and I love the beauty of her like changing different words, you know. That's exactly what I was going to say. Let him inside. Let it inside. Let evil evil inside. inside. And I'm just like, oh, I just, I I love seeing her character in this space. And, uh, and I was just like, man, if they, if they do this out the gate and not Mm -hmm. after everything's already done, then maybe we're really in for a treat is, is how I felt, you know, early on. I feel like throwing in just for, if, uh, for posterity, for nothing else, like, Adding to my anxiety about going to see this movie is the fact that Reed and I have a very long history of movies we see together in theater being garbage. Yes, and true. And, and we even said to each other, "It's like <laughs> have we do everyone." Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. But Nathan, that dies tonight. <laughs> 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 well, actually, technically, not the only yes, yes, yes. But it died. It died. But it died. Yeah, that's, that's stupid. A, <laughs> that well, no, we're redeeming it. <laughs> yeah, oh, since you all strangely skipped me, uh, my thoughts about going. We're getting back. We're getting back. Have, have the floor. No, I. Uh, so to tie into both what Ian and Reed were saying about because the, the car conversation going to the movie. Uh, you you spoke those those sentiments and my my response to that was at this point being probably the one that liked kills the most of this of the people yeah. around this table they they had earned my trust so mm. even if I didn't fully feel that that it worked this Halloween ends whatever they gave me yeah I was I was basically saying I'm along for the ride take me where you want to go sure. I'm good with it. So I'm going to come out of this. I may have my, you know, qualms and things like that, but I'm going to say, no, there was a vision and they completed it and I'm good with what they did. So, (laughs) so, um, but I don't think I expected it to be as quality as what we got. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah. Because it was yeah. very high-minded. They had yeah. things on their mind, and they really explored those things in a way that I found to be quite effective. Well, and I, I, love I don't know if we're opening up more broadly to re- initial reactions, but definitively I want to kind of stir the pot before we get into final didactics. You know, in that not sure what you want, mm-hmm. love what you got yeah. kind of spirit, like even things like, you know, this uh, in 2022 Scream 5 came out, like which still has uh, existing characters in the mix. But even that, as much as, as strong as I actually think that entry is, it is still puzzle pieces in traditional form. Sure. You know, it's still prop up the things to, to yeah. cast the mystery, incorporate traditional legacy characters, and, and here's your story. Yeah. Something I loved about ends that, whether at the outset intentional or accidental, is like, it is, in a way, a lot of these are not, and rarely ever, it's character based. It is oh, absolutely. It is, and I would say, though possibly a little short change at the end. It's Allison character based because you get mm-hmm. Lori whole at the front end. You know, like like yeah. her her evolution from broken twenty eighteen to whole ish twenty twenty two is is kind of intact when we meet her in this, yeah. and so we're kind of reflecting on her evolution, whereas. The person most, other than perhaps Corey, but that's a new character. I'm, I'm specifically targeting someone we've been with. Yeah, right. You know, it is we've watched this character who, in even 2018, matters to the story, yeah. but it's still it's Laurie's granddaughter. Like mm-hmm. it's it's still a a representation character, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of performance and all that sort of stuff. So I really loved. You are you know, okay. It's something that happens early. I don't remember a specific. But something that happens early is like, okay, this is what you want me to pay attention to, is this character is really broken under all of this weight. Yeah. yeah. And and is probably even now pissed at Grandma, mm-hmm. who has, not just for whatever she might feel is uh, Grandma's responsible for towards her, but is who is who has moved into new space. She hasn't. And yeah. so I just, even little shots like, uh, and I, I think even, I know the movie's getting a lot of criticism, uh, for, for me, largely um, uh, unfairly, even shots like her and Corey on the motorcycle just driving through the night. I'm like, this is good. This is really cool stuff yeah. showing these people who are are the product of and bound by, though in different ways, the same and similar tragedies, trying to just friggin' make it, you yeah. know? And that's that's powerful. That's yeah. that's a, a good, to, to what we've all said, wherever this literal movie ends, this is good yeah, and this yeah. is valuable and this is worth considering that raises it above oh we just want more Michael killing people right, right. Like, yep. right. oh absolutely and I said this coming out of it I know and, and, and we watched it a couple of days ago uh, in that time I have scoured you know a couple of corners of the internet for general reactions and everything and just like you know, feelings on this are, are, are negative uh, in a, a, lot of, a lot of ways. And I remember saying, I can't remember if I said it yesterday or, or right after or whatever, but I said, like, if you wanted, and I, I would say this broadly and not derisively, if you wanted just a bunch of Michael Myers hacking and slashing his way through Haddonfield. Watch kills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to a degree, 
And I would even say, like, you have plenty of other movies where that exact thing mm-hmm. happens. Twelve movies. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, and it's like, yeah, if you want that, there's lots of places for you to have that. I'll just be open that I didn't want that. I wanted, again, I was very open, so I didn't really define what I wanted beforehand. But now, in retrospect, I'm like, yes, I, I wanted something different. I wanted something completely more thoughtful and more introspective, and I'll real time. But I'll even push back a little bit and 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 say a bit more assertively the well-adjusted moniker on Lori, because I think about even after that exchange after the supermarket, yeah. she doesn't spiral after that. Mm-hmm. She absorbs it, and she sits in the car and and, and it hurts, but she doesn't spiral after that. She doesn't start acting mm-hmm. erratically. And then when uh, this is what pinged for me when Allison comes back and she's slamming on the microwave and she's like, "Can I not just be angry?" God, I love Lori's statement so much. I want to like write this down. She said, you can be angry. You can hit things, but be careful. It's addictive. And I'm like, man, that's, yes. This is the kind of thoughtfulness and her conversation with Corey about the evil outside and the evil inside. Yes, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I've loved Jamie Lee Curtis for years. I love the character of Lori Strode, culturally speaking. But my God, thank you, creative team, for giving me this Lori Strode, who has learned something in her time and is imparting it. But I will say, I will say, because uh, I think you're right, I will say that the one area where she still needed to learn, and I think this movie seals that, is that she was so focused on Michael the whole time, this whole legacy, that she realizes in this film, recognizes the the effed upness of herself, yeah. is that she was focusing on the monster so much that she hurt yeah, her daughter yeah. and yeah. her granddaughter. Yeah. Well, because one of the process. most powerful thematic yeah. notes yeah. of this trilogy yeah. is in the basement at the end of 2018, saying yeah. to Karen, "I was wrong to raise you the way yeah. I did." Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and this is the fruit of that. Yeah, yeah. and it's funny you you yeah. the way you're describing this read makes me. I, I even highlighted it earlier when we all had it on. A thing that registered <laughs> on the first viewing, but not the depth of it. When at the end, Corey is, I think, at that point, corpse on the floor, and Michael is in the home with Lori. There's a shot of her knowing he's there, walking through the kitchen. It's a it's a shot from down the hallway towards the kitchen. She does not move like a person on edge. Mm-hmm. Right. She does not even look down the hall to spot check where Michael is. Right. Mm-hmm. It is it is it is her that final confrontation is not born of terror, of fright, of on edgedness. It is okay, you know, we're yeah. here. It's it's Harry Potter and Tom Riddle. Let's finish yeah. just the way we started. You know, yep. it is fully in control of herself. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael's always going to be the wild card, but fully in control of herself, of her demeanor, of her agency, all that sort of stuff. And it's a really powerful choice. Yeah, absolutely. Know, to not have that confrontation be born of their equal threats yes. to each other. Yeah, um, yeah. And the maybe, only time, maybe unequal. But I think it's interesting that that you noted that because in the original one, you see the the famous scene where she's yep. in terror, leaning yep. up against the door frame. You see yeah. him lift up, and in this one, she still doesn't see him, but it's by choice, right? Like it's yes. intentional. Yes. <laughs> it's not so, ignorance. And I think the only time we get a moment, I loved the moment, but the only time we get a moment where it's like, ah, maybe she's not okay is after the after the confrontation and she's had Michael mostly subdued but he rips his hand free and is is choking her mm-hmm. and then she whispers to him do it and then i loved the moment because that culminating when she says do it 
and they flash back to all of these sequences, most of them from the original film, but some, a couple yeah. of sequences from the recent trilogy. Um, and, uh, and, and, and in that moment, I was like, I, maybe, maybe she is gone in this moment. Like maybe yeah. he's, he, maybe he takes her out here or whatever. Uh, I loved that it resolved with that not being what ultimately happened. Uh, but, uh, but that is the first moment where it's like, there is, there is this sort of burden or responsibility of like, how much am I responsible for, you know, how much have I done? And, uh, and I just, yeah, I just, I really appreciated yes, character driven, um, but, and, and yes, very different, but I also just appreciated profoundly the thoughtfulness with which this film approached its subject matter and its yeah. story. And, uh, and I just loved it. Yeah. Um, well, I, I thought you were about to reference the moment of when you think she's calling in her own, uh, taking her life by suicide, and which is just Ooh, great, yes, great, yeah, great, yeah, great, great, yeah. sort of uh, just uh, pro- probably peak Halloween franchise moment of just uh, tying threads together. But it's funny, this is a slight um, foreshadowing for our Quarterly King, but it's we've all had this conversation, and, and so it's on my brain and spirit, like, Something I find really powerful about the 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 performance and style and version of Lori we get is you make a reference read in the Quarterly King, and I'll I'll not uh, allude to its context, but you make a note about characters always waiting on the other shoe to drop. Yeah, and like this is no longer a character there. Right. You know she right. is whatever might happen, and and why I reference the her calling in potential suicide is for a moment they toy with you yeah oh yeah, yeah. Man, this sucks yeah. this sucks she's, she's please take herself out yeah, yeah. which and then, but it swerves and 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 so i just really love it's cool to see and you don't get that often in a character much less a performance uh so intertwined with each other living fully in and embodied by you know uh, uh the film giving it its its proper due and in fact you know we what is it we were talking about? Oh, Indiana Jones, Temple, uh, Temple of Doom. Oh, okay. And we brought up the talking point of character and performer. Mm. She did not make our list, right? She didn't, correct. Right. Yeah. But I would say now that feels like yeah. an omission, you know? Like yeah, I agree. Someone who, as a performer, is so tied to uh, a character that it becomes kind of in, uh, emblematic of yeah. what that was and could be. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Uh, so, so we, we, we've talked for a while about both of these films, uh, you know, just, just being real candid. We have a segment where we're going to march through the kills in Halloween ends and, and, uh, also, you know, maybe some fun toy lines, uh, along the way, uh, before we get there, is there anything not related to that subject that anybody's like, Hey, I don't want to leave this conversation without, uh, uh, you know, mentioning this aspect or that aspect. Anything else from anybody? Yeah. I would yeah. like to, um, it's just it, the time down four years, boogeyman. Like it just seems like the town realizes that there's evil there, and in this movie, it feels like you can look inside of yourself, and there's some sort of something in you. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it, it, it's sinful nature or or anything like that. I think I mentioned it at Andalini's, but it just it. It struck me as like, so you've got this town who's so frightened of Michael Myers. And I just, I I think there's something in all of us. And with Corey, he, as soon as he sees Michael in the cave, 
he changes completely. His eyes change, and then you hear the dad of the the son who passed away say, "This is not a kid." Yeah, who right. who did that? And it just it what what stuck out to me is like we could all be that. Mm-hmm. You know, we could all be Michael Myers mm. in some sense of of that, like not the the supernatural version of it, but we could, you know, even with our actions of words are not, it doesn't have to be physical. It, it, we can all be Michael Myers. We can all be the mistake that Lori made of just like preparing for mm. the inevitable. Um, yeah. And... Um, when we are those things and they pop out they popped out for me they popped out i'm sure for all of you you know like harsh tongue or something like that right right um we can all be that and and that resonated with me throughout the i just i i would be remiss if i didn't say that is 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 we can all this the the character driven and stuff like that i can see myself in most of the characters of just even michael myers is is like i can be evil i have a propensity to be evil yeah you know um the uh, go, go ahead no, you, well all i was going to throw in there is just when the questions pose are there any lingering things i glanced at my notes and ironically it piggybacks off what you just said andy of like um it's poetic it's artful um but I love it, which is the, the literal end of Halloween Ends, mm. which is a callback to the end of 78. And, you know, we've all seen this film and uh, most likely at this point listeners have as well. But, you know, 78 ends in that uh, pretty classic but ominous way of showing spots, literal visible locations uh, throughout Haddonfield, perhaps that have been... Uh, parts of that film's narrative and it ends with the uh, uh, view of the Myers house and the breathing right it's all at night and how they sort of fold that back is ends resolves with um, a similar sequence Mm -hmm. of of physical habitation locations separate from any characters or people in it but the key difference and worth and why I wanted to piggyback on that is it's, it's in the daylight and something that just strikes me as super powerful, whether this movie knew it was doing it or not. And I think there's a chance they did is 78 ends with saying evil can be anywhere. Yeah. And maybe even right behind you, you hear that breathing, you feel Mm -hmm. that on your neck. Mm -hmm. This one says hope can be anywhere too. Mm -hmm. And light can be anywhere. And, yeah. and, it, and I, I'm, I'm not saying these are equal and opposite forces. I'm saying that is a really lovely way to tie this off. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I mean, Halloween as a concept is, oh, by the way, you're not safe in your house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, you're not safe in your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, by the way, your babysitter's not safe. Be careful with your kids if you leave them with someone. Yeah. You know, like yeah. mm-hmm. destabilizing yeah. the common and the norm. Yeah. And this is back to saying... You don't have to live under that threat either, right? You know? right. And that's really powerful. And and so, oh man, the energy that I'm about to to to, to feel in my spirit. So the so the so uh, it's worth noting. Lori wins the fight against Michael. She kills him. And before she killed him, and I commented to you uh, that you know she kills the human. 
She, but yes, <laughs> so 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 when she uh, holds his hand and and slices his wrist, I said to you, it's almost tender. Yeah. There's no, you know, visceral malice in that. It's just it's just kind of you know the thing that needs to be done. But I pulled up the quote because I wanted to get it right. And you're you're commenting on the end of 1978, and I'll say it again to for emphasis of where I'm going. The end of 1978, evil, you know, Loomis shoots him and he's gone. And then it's images of the house with the breathing over top of it. And it's contrasted at the end of this there. It's the images inside the house. No sound. Silence. This is Lori's final words to Michael. She has other final words to us, but these are her final words to Michael. I've run from you. I've chased you. I have tried to contain you. I have tried to forgive you. I thought maybe you were the boogeyman. No. You're just a man who's about to stop breathing. Wow. I thought that is That's awesome. very deliberate, very intentional. And I just, I, I love that. And yes, I love the way you put that note on there that hope can be found anywhere as well. And I love, of course, you know, her final, that's her final word to Michael and her final word to us mm-hmm. as exhibited by the pumpkins, not skeletons, <laughs> pumpkins. <laughs> in the opening credits as they are moving through each other is evil doesn't die. It merely changes shape. Wonderful scripting line. <laughs> but there's, there's just, there's, there's so much. I have, I have maybe one more thing before we move into kills, but Ian, I feel you, I feel you flexing to, to, to say something. Yeah, because I, um, what I, I had thoughts about death drive that I thought might be too out of field. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think it goes nicely with what you're saying. And I guess I want to slightly, with what Andy's saying, and I guess I, I don't want to, I guess I want to yes and what you're saying. Because I don't think that hope can be found anywhere short of your face off with Michael Myers. Wow. Because short of that, you're kidding yourself. Mm-hmm. Short of that, he is breathing right over your shoulder. Short of that, he is everywhere. Because she's trying to live well-adjusted at the beginning of 2020, that Halloween ends. Mm-hmm. But he's out there. Yeah. So if she does, if she just is like, oh, hope is alive, things are great. Then she's Karen in, in 2018. Huh. And yeah. kidding herself. Yeah. No, the world is full of light and love. Right. No, it ain't. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't. There, there's pockets of it here and there. But there's a shape. There is a formlessness that will take as its host a six-year-old kid, mm. a 21-year-old babysitter. Mm. Allison, potentially. Because what I see on display again and again is death drive, which sounds dramatic, but that is the name for the principle in ourselves that we don't even fully recognize how we undermine ourselves and what we do. Why are we yeah. doing this? Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Self sabotage. Self sabotage. Um, that we lament. That we're like, what? <laughs> Why do I keep doing this? But also takes takes form, takes form, takes shape. Sometimes as death. And as, as we've already pointed, like, man, they are begging to get killed. Yeah, they are. <laughs> that is the death drive in action. And even Michael pursuing his mask mm-hmm. and never relenting. The inexorability of Michael Myers is his death drive. The final throws of it. Mm-hmm. He has to die. And Lori is tempted with it at the end, too. Because Corey tempted her with it on the staircase. She was, and she left. Yeah. So, so to her credit, in her attempt to, like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to succumb to this. Yeah. Because he says, you should just give them. This is what you've secretly wanted yeah. all this time for it's Michael Myers to come back for you. Yeah. And it's not so secret. I've waited for you. Yeah. I've chased you. 
So when she says do it, it's not a it's not a melodramatic out of nowhere moment. Yeah. She's like, maybe this is part of me has wanted this, a part of me I don't fully understand. That's but maybe Corey is right. Yeah. Maybe this is how this ends. So Allison, who is on her own death drive, her own self-destructive path that intertwines with Corey's for a while, she veers out of it to help grandma. Yeah. To have two out of three generations. Right. Yeah. Right. Um to to temporarily halt the the dynamic impulse of death drive. Yeah. And ultimately then the town as a whole, they don't scapegoat someone. That's what they did in Halloween Kills. But this is what has infected us mm-hmm. for four decades. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is in this flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And evil will not die tonight. But this instantiation is decisively behind us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and all of us with our hands passing him over. Mm-hmm. It is a obsession. It's a laying on of, it's a literal laying on of hands. Yeah. All the tendrils that reach into all the town mm-hmm. that can produce what that can aid and abet what Corey becomes, they're passing it right back into this receptacle. Yeah. To be annihilated. It's very yeah. It's very ceremonial that ending. Yes. And um, I, what I what I want to mention is you know before we pivot to which we really should uh, before we pivot to kills is um, the the kills in Halloween ends is <laughs> uh, is uh, the the she says in the middle voiceover of her typing you know you get you have to choose you get to decide and she put, I mean it's it's coy and a callback to the. Uh, conversation she has with Frank in the grocery store about suicide or cherry blossoms. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love that where we where we last see Lori is sitting on the porch mm-hmm. with Frank. Right. Lovely, lovely exchange between them throughout the film. And uh, and I just love that we're seeing them, you know, tell me about the cherry blossoms. Right. Yeah. Like that's the choice. Yeah. Like, that's what we're I read doing. an interview with Jamie Lee Curtis where she had a hand in that moment. Mm-hmm. Specifically, and, and you'll probably remember this happens, there are little cyclists little kids riding their bikes in yeah, front. and yeah. she said i wanted because of because of how idyllic 78 is of little neighborhood little town kind of thing like that was a willful choice not just mm-hmm. the scripting mm-hmm. not just even the setup the shot setup but just right. having life be present yeah and it's and wonderful. one one final note only because the the opening imagery of the pumpkins uh i love so much but y'all just kind of reshaped how i receive ends version of it which is what we took away from our viewing the first time. And, and my initial interpretation was the iterative nature of shapes, mm-hmm. um, inhabitant, uh, its essence, uh, with this final uh, blank canvas is how I initially interpreted it. But even more powerfully through this conversation, what to me, because remember, unlike, I could be wrong here, but to my memory, Unlike the other pumpkin imageries, this one fills the frame by the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. Is not so much, though also, blank canvas upon which any of shape's essence can embody. It's, this doesn't have to iterate. Mm-hmm. And that's really powerful to me. Yeah. This doesn't, this can, maybe not in ultimate sense, this version of iteration can be ceased somehow. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a really powerful 
retextualizing of that yes. imagery for me, yeah. which is the movie. Which sometimes, is, sometimes it can just be a thing. Literally, when it breaks open, it looks like the thing. But that's well. The, the, the does it break open at the end? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it, it breaks open, but, but that was a joke. Yeah. No, but no, it, no, no, it, it no, breaks no. open, but it's uncarved, and that is significant. Yeah, because we go inside, but it's but it's uncarved. Yeah. It's it is blank canvas, and I think your point is it could be seen both ways. They're not mutually exclusive. Sure, that it is blank canvas, meaning could become anybody, but also doesn't have to be. It sure. can stay there, and it all matters on. And that's why we go inside of it, which again, it can be a memorial. Yes, be a memorial to what did happen, and the choice is what happens inside. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and it's and, a suicide or cherry blossoms. Suicide or cherry. And her foe suicide is shooting a pumpkin. That yes, yes, wow. that's what she did. She, so she blasted it. the pumpkin. Yeah. All Speaking right, the things I love. Yes. So uh, we're not going to over-explain this, but it is time to. Um, uh, with Halloween ends, get into some. To- we'll start with toys and then get into the kills. We'll finish with the kills. So, um, uh, 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 in this uh, beautiful world we're creating, where there's this uh, uh, myriad of merchandise related to the Halloween franchise, uh, we are crafting some toys related to it. Um, can I start with toys? you? Can uh, go right ahead. So, lucky. This this came to me while we were watching it because I didn't take any notes in the theater. Didn't want to pull my phone out, but. Um, took uh this came to me in the moment i was like hmm, what's the toy for this one and uh, i only have one uh the toy you get with this one is you get the mask mm. you get the mask and, yeah. and it's that just feels... no but it's wow. just like okay. yeah, yeah you get <laughs> you do, do with it do yeah, with yeah. It what you will <laughs> leave it on the table as a signifier that it's gone uh put it on if there's some but but you but the choice Suicide cherry blossoms or, you know, let it in, let it not, uh, but you get the mask and you do with the mask what you will. <laughs> you can choose you can choose to leave it sitting on the table as a signifier that it's gone and and, and done. And forever. also happens to be the one thing that actually is a merchandise. But that's that's the toy with Halloween ends is you get the mask. I would like to see a Lego set. <laughs> that, feels, that feels like we've left that on the table for a while. You know, that was just for you, Andy. We all know that one. Guys, any any particular merchandise that you? Yeah, I, go for it. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm thinking like a tongue to put on your jersey. <laughs> um, yes, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's a special packaging. It's like a limited 150 vinyl set of the Halloween End soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Yes. With, like it. with the tongue. Tongue. with the tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Prosthetic tongue. Tongue. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yes. That's great. Love it. Blake, anything? Um I think uh, just just a figure of of an older Frank uh with cherry blossoms. Okay. What a sweet toy. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. And then you put it on your shelf and people will be like, this is... Give it to him. I mean, it's interesting. It's kind of lovely, though. Give it, it's it about. Up discussion. Right. 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 Give it to Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> you, you go into a discussion saying you will choose one of two things, suicide or cherry blossom. Wow. <laughs> yes. This, this, this charming toy got real dark. Charming. <laughs> it's a very charged bit of merchandise. Uh, for me, it felt like I forgot it with kills, but burnt face Michael uh, uh, feels like uh, it's on the table for the taking. And then lastly, just because this imagery is so prevalent throughout the entire franchise, I have Clown Mask Corey. Um, yeah. I just really love yeah, sure. that. Sure. Huh? He was a scarecrow. He was a scarecrow. He was a scarecrow, but but yeah, I mean, it Bear. is it is very obviously a callback to the imagery of the. It is a scarecrow, and they cite that several times in the film. But it is the 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 look of it yeah, is very, very akin to OG. And when I say the original seventy eight. 
like the clown mask Michael is wearing, six-year-old Michael is mm-hmm. wearing. Right. It, it, it is meant to evoke that, though they do cite that it. Kind of makes you, it kind of makes you wonder mask. who was cast it onto him. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, let's I'm do this. Fire, scarecrow. So, so, Halloween ends, kills Hall of Fame candidates. I'm going to rattle them off. Reed and I are going to pick our uh, uh, choices, and then our company will elect their own as well. So uh, I'm not going to over explain this, but we intentionally decided for Halloween ends because of the nature of the narrative. It'll make sense if you've seen it, that what we're electing is kills of the shape, not exclusively and explicitly Michael Myers. So the kills that take place at the hands of the shape in Halloween ends are Allison's ex-boyfriend, the cop in the sewer, uh, the doctor's assistant and the doctor, um, the four bullies all succumb to a particular fate uh, at the hands of the shape, uh, DJ Tongue, <laughs> DJ's assistant, and then lastly, Corey himself. DJ Tongue. Are we? So, Reed, do you have your candidate? You're letting me go first. I am. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so for me. Uh, there are kills more visceral, more nightmarish, more um, like memorable, just in, in in longer form terms. But I gotta call Corey. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he goes on this murderous rampage. Very tragic figure in this film, and then uh, stabs himself in the throat when he realizes kind of when when it all kind of comes unmasked for him. He stabs himself in the throat. But yes, then Michael comes and finishes him off with the next snap. A very tragic end for a truly tragic character. Yes. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, I could, I could not leave this, even though, again, far more brutal kills to be to be mentioned. But for me, Hall of Famer had to go to Corey. Uh, yeah, and he would have been uh, uh, definitely a front runner just because, you know, so much of the slasher genre is littered with bodies. Uh, few of them, rarely do they actually feel weighty sure uh and even though our reference and kills karen's weightiness like this is a character we've met for the first time yeah but the narrative does such a good job of propping him up as truly tragic so it it is pretty rough when he gets taken out i think for me uh there are lengthier scenes involving deaths there are you know other similarly inventive deaths uh but at the hands of the shape in halloween ends few elicited greater audible response (laughs) from an audience then blowtorch mouth. Oh! Uh, is, and wildly, it's not even a fully framed shot. Yeah. It is lower uh, lower right quadrant of the screen, yep. a face being filled with a blowtorch and its eyes being lit. It is impressive, inventive, and absolutely uh, a candidate for Kills Hall of Fame. Gentlemen, we have uh, done our work here. What would you say of this trilogy? What is your selection, Andrew? I'm going to start with you. Yeah. That you would say, this is what I want to submit to the Goblet of Fire of the Halloween Hall of Fame. So to reiterate, you can choose one kill from any of the three. So it can be from any film. Yeah, it can be from any of the films, but just pick one from the David Gordon Green trilogy. Um, I like the Doctor Assistant because it calls back to, in ends, it calls back to just... Yeah. Them on the wall. Yep. Well, and and that particular shot, like it's so well framed. I mean, mm-hmm. he is monstrously large mm-hmm. in in the frame next to her waifish self, uh, yeah. hoisted onto the wall. So, and that's a good choice. If you didn't know, 
Michael's on interior decoration. Just fun Very particular style. Ian, what about you? I think I gotta go with DJ Tung, who like first has the ignominy of having his face smashed and like his jaw dislocated. Yeah. But then Corey shape. It's like, nah, we're missing something. So <laughs> yeah, take, yeah, take yeah. Take a pair of scissors he's, and he's he's studied. Yeah, he's studied. yeah. He's flexing a little bit. Yeah. trying to find his own sort of style. He, you does, know? he doesn't like the cramps. Turn that off. Snips his tongue off in half. Falls oh. on the turntable, oh. and the record keeps going. I mean, it's, and it that flips. is the flip. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> they they worked hard on that <laughs> yeah, setup. Yeah, they did. Well, and you mentioned DJ Tongue. One thing I actually like about that character is the franchise has done voiceover narration by way of newscasts, uh, radio broadcaster before, but this is the first time it's it's used to entirely threat. I'm thinking of, uh, is it six, when Loomis is hearing, uh, you know, we think Loomis is, yes, what's Loomis? He's like, retire! Retire! <laughs> you know, Alive! Alive! <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I love that they actually make him part of the world, yeah. you know, part of the Haddonfield world. So, no, that's a really good kind of there. Blake, what about you? You stole my number one. I'm oh, sorry. Oh. So, uh, I will go with my second choice, which was Big John. Uh, I love mm. the Big John, Little John of Halloween Kills. I think that's those are t- terrific characters and just the way they they die and the way that they like, build rough. up to that that's is rough. hilarious, but also tragic. Um, but I think Big John himself with the armpit stab, which we didn't know at the time, was foreshadowing of how sure. Michael would die, but also uh, Did the eye popping of that's, so, uh, <laughs> that ain't right. And, yeah, and the eye popping right. specifically in the extended cut yeah, exactly. uh, goes yeah. on indulgently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. It, it I thought people only had two eyes. There. <laughs> <laughs> just eyes on eyes. It's like a clown like, car of eyes like, just coming out like, of his head. It's like pumpkin after pumpkin. Even <laughs> 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 Michael seems surprised. He's like, oh, there's two in there. There's still eyes in there. Like a lot of eyeballs in this bad but it, but it calls, like back, it calls back to either four or five. I can't remember which one we talked about, where you like to really puncture people oh, with yeah. his fingers. Oh, yes, that's, that's <laughs> true. No, that's absolutely true. So um, that concludes our, 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 our Halloween Hall of Fame. So we have one final responsibility in this, in this conversation, uh, which we will do as quickly as possible, and that is... Uh, gentlemen, thank oh, you so yeah. very much. But that is, uh, got to do the fog meter. Yeah. Specifically for Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. 2018 is, is, is done and in the canon. Um, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Uh, so we're going to, uh, try to try to be a bit brief to, to get this in. Um, we're going to do the fear measurement for, for both films and the God measurement for both films as we go around. So, so when you get to, uh, when you get to your turn, uh, the fog meter is our very specific metric of fear and God. You'll deliver your fear measurement for both Halloween kills and then Halloween ends. Then we'll come back around to the God measurement for Halloween kills and Halloween ends. So um, I am going to snake around. Uh, Nathan, I'm going to start with you. Fear measurement for Halloween kills and Halloween ends. Okay. Uh, fear for kills. Um, I'm going to go with a on the fear measure for Halloween kills uh, for Halloween ends not touching God part right yeah. not yet okay, right. Uh, for Halloween ends on the fear I think the work that narrative and script does on the Corey character 
um, lends a lot to this metric uh, beyond just traditional slasher stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the seven on the fear metric for Halloween ends. Um, not scary in the traditional sense, but scary in the thematic sense. Yeah, understood. Andy, coming um, to you. I'm gonna do Halloween Kills as. Um, you said five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with five too. Okay, and then with um, Halloween ends, I'm gonna go to nine. I, I really, okay. really liked it. Yeah, yeah, understood. Uh, Ian, fear measurement for kills and ends. Okay, kills. I'm gonna give a six. Sheer body count. I know that most persons I'm gonna watch that with are gonna go whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, um, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, ends. I'm gonna give an eight, mm-hmm. and. It, um, similarly, I would say it's because there's there's dread, yeah, and and it's not just the shape. It's uh, it's like what's taking shape in Allison, for instance, and Corey, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So that's really effective. Yeah, uh, Blake, how about for you? So for fear, Halloween kills. I'm gonna go. I'm probably gonna be the highest of everyone. I'm gonna go seven. Okay, um, because it is visceral. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of blood. There's a lot of guts. Lot it's, of guts. it's what you would look for in your typical hack and slash Michael yeah. Myers film. Sure. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a nine for Halloween Ends because of the existential dread that everyone has yeah. talked about so far. Yeah. It is. It's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I will always take that kind of fear over the hack and slash fear. My but man. I do enjoy the hack and slash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually going to be matching Blake's measurement. I think seven for, for fear measurement on kills because, uh, yeah, listeners won't know why that's funny, but, um, <laughs> um so, so matching, matching Blake's measurement for, for, uh, fear, I'm going to give kills a seven and, uh, I'm going to, for largely the same reasons, just there's a lot of just graphic chaos in it. Um, and I'm also going to give fear for Halloween Ends a nine. The existential gr- dread is just uh, immense, and and the kills are visceral. The, 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 the views that happens, yeah. they are uh, they are quite intense. So yeah, uh, seven for me and a nine for Ends. On the God meter, where I'll start, and we'll let we'll go back around in reverse order. Uh, for God, for me, kills. I'm going to give a five. Um, I feel like there are some ideas that it is very clearly about. I do think there's some clunkiness in the way it tries to be about it. I agree with that. Um, so I'm going to give that a five. Um, and I don't care at me, internet. Uh, it's a ten for ends. I I think this was one of but yeah. But I uh, cited the internet, not <laughs> listeners. So, so uh, clearly, which you weren't the among them. <laughs> the internet's coming for its mask. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, come at read. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, all, all joking aside, um, I'm giving it a ten. I think. Halloween Ends is one of the most thoughtful uh, ways that they could have possibly concluded this franchise. I was deeply moved by a couple of things that are going to stay with me for a long time. So, uh, so yeah, 10 for me on Halloween Ends. Blake? Uh, Halloween Kills, uh, once again, probably higher than most. Uh, I will give it a 6, mainly because I think they're aiming for something. They don't execute it perfectly, but mainly for the iconography of the end for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something there that carries through this whole trilogy there's religious elements yeah. that are like the antithesis of like 
actual like divine elements right. uh, that I think are just phenomenal. Um, for Halloween Ends, like you, I think I'm going to give it a 10 because it delivered on the ponderous elements of the shape yeah, um, in a way that I could not have expected, to be sure. honest. So. Sure. Ian, you're up. Okay, I almost want to give Kills a six based on what it wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, in truth, I just want my M's number to show qualitative difference. Sure. So I'm going to give it a five. Okay. And that, and again, I like what it wants to do. It's a little clunky. Yeah. Um, but ends, I'm going to give a nine because I don't want to be too hyperbolic. Yeah. No, but I loved it. Yeah. And I think it succeeded admirably. So. Yeah. No. I appreciate that. Andy? Um, I'm going to go high on both. Um, I'm going to give Ends an 8 because it just showcases how a group of people can... Kills. Kills. It kills uh, an 8. Because kills it, is an 8. Yeah, okay. Because it showcases how people can get caught up in evil. Yeah. And that's just human nature. Um, and then for... Um, and so I'm gonna give it a ten as well um, because I think that it was a great bookend, and I think that it showcased it. It micros is it microscope microscopes that are My microcosms yeah. microcosms into these specific characters, mm-hmm. and it shows that they all have problems and that there is a solution and not killing. <laughs> not killing true but um the solution is letting go for yeah mm, the for solution me. is letting go i like that um nathan bring us home um i think for kills maybe surprising participants here and listeners and internet uh um <laughs> i'll give a seven i mean i think i think it i think it front loads theme i mean it is it is a theme movie it wants to be about theme and and in most ways, sort of succeeds, um, as opposed to a lot of movies we cover where it's like we're we're really pulling stuff out, you know. Yeah, that I get that. It, right. it really wants to be talking about how does evil infect mob. Yeah, absolutely. And so yeah. from that standpoint, I won't fault it. Um, uh, uh, when we started the roundtable here for rec- for um, rankings, uh, admittedly, ten popped into my head for ends, and I, I think I'm going to stick with it. I, I, this is not the most thematically rich movie on the planet. It is the most thematically rich movie in this franchise, and yeah. and and delivers on in surprising ways things you'd worry it wouldn't know how to do. Yeah, yep. yeah, um, totally. And it totally knows how to do it and does it, and so that's pretty impressive. It does it with panache and confidence. <laughs> After the faint yeah. Halloween, yeah. you think I'm coming here? Oh yeah, here. Oh, yeah. 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 Look at the body count, body count, <laughs> body count. Oh, not now. <laughs> so that means that uh, we give on the fog meter Halloween Kills a six out of ten, which is uh, Nathan. I think that's a perfectly good showing. Um, so uh, and then uh, for Halloween ends, y'all, we give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, the fog meter. That is uh, that is a substantive showing, um, and so uh, the 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 next question uh, that we can all just roundtable is just uh, do you recommend Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends? Nathan, I'll end with you. Uh, do you recommend it? Uh, F yes. Okay, both films, right? Both, both films. Yeah. Uh, do you recommend both films or F one through ten? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, Andy, do you recommend Kills and Ends? 
I recommend it for people who like horror movies. Okay, yeah, that's 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 fair. I also uh, I, I recommend Halloween Kills. I enthusiastically recommend Halloween Ends. Uh, Nathan, do you recommend? Um, unlike other sort of franchises or trilogies where it's like, oh, you gotta watch, you have to watch X to get to Y. Like, you know, I mean, Kills isn't without merit, and so I wouldn't be like, oh, I don't recommend that. It's a pretty neutral, like, meh, it's fine. Uh, but absolutely recommend ends. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for participating in this. This uh, is the, uh, surprising us all, the penultimate episode of Halloween at Halloween. So, listeners, uh, this has been a bit of a treat for Nathan and myself to get to converse with these friends of ours uh, and, and you, our friends, as listeners as well. Uh, next week, what we're going to do, Halloween's on a Monday. Normally, we release episodes on Tuesday. Uh, Halloween's on a Monday, so listeners, what we're going to do is, as a kind of a special Halloween treat, uh, next week, Nathan and I are going to be having a very different kind of episode. We're going to officially give our rankings for the Halloween sequels, uh, our personalized favorites in the, all of the sequels that have existed. We are also going to be revealing, uh, officially and formally, the Fear of God-sanctioned Michael Myers slash Shape Hall of Fame kills. The top 10 will be revealed on uh, next week's uh, sort of conclusion of this series. And then we'll probably be making some more thematic and, and reflective observations about this franchise as a whole and Michael Myers in pop culture and uh, the memories we made along the way. So, uh, so the, join us next week for that for a special Monday Halloween release. Um, and as we say on every episode, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And in that spirit, we encourage you to fear nothing else and be on your way rejoicing. Thank you, Blake. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Nathan, as always. And thank you, listeners, uh, for being with us for this. I hope uh, you have uh, wonderful plans ahead of you and have a happy and safe Halloween. We'll see you next week. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. Start by visiting thefearofgodpodcast.com for links to our social media and episode archive, essays, merchandise, and more. If you love what we do, consider becoming a patron by visiting patreon.com slash thefearofgodpodcast, where you will unlock exclusive bonus episodes, extended standard episodes, online events, and so much more. Special thanks to Jacob Hunt of TracerMatula.com for our artwork. Our assortment of talented musicians, Andrew Nelson, the Island Family, and Jackson Harper for our varied show tunes. And to Lee Wright and Reed Lackey for our theme music. Special thank you also to Tyler Smith at MoreThanOneLesson.com. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hi.